going on heavy metal over a six pack thank you for tuning into the podcast again today's episode we actually have in studio guests the band city of dis is going to be with us for interviews music and the regular chaos that comes with a heavy metal over a six pack uh, episode i figured i would let you guys in on some tunes that the guys are awesome enough to actually share with us so like throughout the episode you'll you'll be able to hear the music of uh, city of dis as well so to introduce you to the band right away before they start talking for themselves um, enjoy this track. This is called Oathbreaker. Enjoy.
guys. Welcome to the Metal Over Six Pack Podcast. So really exciting day, and like I have actually a fun story to like bring this up. So I had to invite these guys onto the show because this is what happens. I went and I saw them live. I went to the Midway Cafe, and I saw them. They performed with Frenemy, Firstborn, and I'm so sorry, I forget the third person. They got Sentinel Hill. Thank you, Sentinel Hill. Um, Ding. So these guys were cool. They caught my attention. I went and I bought their merch. Ooh, I bought a T-shirt and I bought I there. bought the uh, I bought the EP, which uh, they're gonna sign for me later. I haven't told them that yet, <laughs> just in case they do ever make it big when we have the uh, we have the autographs. Um, Solid plan. He has to put you on the spot for those. So if you say no, you just look like a jerk. Yeah, it makes you look like, <laughs> makes, it, <laughs> makes you look like an ass on air. So wait. I can't sign the same way twice, so no one will ever know if it's. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's just a smiley face. We can't authenticate this. <laughs> yep. So we have Juan, James, and Kevin from the band City of Dis. What's up, boys? Hello. Hello. Hey, man. So the cool thing is, so I, so I buy you guys this merch, right? And Anthony can actually witness to this. So I, I put the shirt on. My my, my son, just um, for a Christmas present, actually just bought like a new bowling ball. That's like his thing. Like he goes. So we went bowling. And I had your shirt on. I bowled a perfect 300 that game. That day. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Perfect 300. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. So your merch has magical powers. Magical merch. Hell yeah. Yeah. So the first question I'll ask is, where did you guys get the enchanting magical powers? Oof. Ooh. How long do you have? <laughs> uh, we just talked about this. I think we have. <laughs> <laughs> about somewhere between 80 and 100 minutes. Well, damn. I don't know if... Is it... Well, I got the, the, en- the enchanting powers are actually just uh, James and Juan's hair. So... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very true. Very true. <laughs> yes. Oh, so we got like a Rapunzel thing going on here, where it's like the magic comes from the strands of hair, maybe. Yeah, maybe. we just rub it all over all the t-shirts. <laughs> it's not fair. weird. It's not weird. Oh, we yeah, can sell them after. <laughs> <laughs> and you bowl perfect bowling games yeah. after that. Three hundred, dude. I haven't done them before should, in my life. You should have bet money, man. <laughs> Next yeah. time, my wear that my, same my shirt. seventeen-year-old kid. How much money you got? <laughs> He actually probably has more than I do. He probably <laughs> does, to be honest with you, yeah. I don't know if I've ever gone bowling wearing one of our shirts, but now I might have to try. You know what? It was nicely. Yeah. It was a nice fit. Like, it wasn't, like, too baggy. It like, it fit very perfectly. Like, it's actually really nice merch. Yeah. And it was breathable. It was. <laughs> I was so comfortable the whole night. I just kept whipping strikes. It was awesome. <laughs> Whipping. Whipping. But I'm doing that thing. I feel like I make this about me. <laughs> but you're doing a great job. So. There we go. I thought it was a cool segue story instead of my normal awkward first questions that everyone's like, uh, cool. So anyway, City of Disp, guys. Um, I always like to talk like a little bit of history. So like maybe uh, you guys individually can kind of talk about where you where you guys came from, like musician, like re- wow words. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> where you um where you kind of originated musically and like how you guys came to came together and just kind of talk about that a little bit what you do in the band maybe yeah that's not important <laughs> i saw them i know everything which one of you is the tambourine oh oh wow, <laughs> wow. yeah joint effort yeah when we record percussion it's kind of an ensemble effort <laughs> yes that makes sense like he's joking but we actually did no, that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> joking not it just joke. sounds like a joke it's, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. funny because it's true <laughs> Yeah, Just so I, the I guess the historian of the band would be James, because you've sort of been around the longest. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, you want, like, pers- personal history or, like, band history? or Both. Yeah, everything? I mean, where right. you guys Blend come em. from right, and so whatnot. And go go yeah. personal, personal history down the line, then we'll do the band stuff. So I grew up in Miami, Florida, Ooh. and I came up in the metal scene over there, played in death metal and thrash bands for a long time. How is the metal scene down there? 
it's surprisingly really awesome. Wow. Um, because we're sort of in the tip of Florida, not a lot of tourists come out there. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of folks Makes are sense. like really into the local scene. Okay. Um, in ways that sadly a lot of other places that are sort of get more uh, touring bands don't really have. Um, and yeah, it's so a sort of played in a bunch of different bands through like 10 years down there and then moved up here. And I, I'm a, one of the vocalists of the band and I play bass. Nice. Um, yeah, and I just found these guys on Craigslist. Okay. Uh, which could have easily gotten murdered, but <laughs> somehow. <laughs> you, you were the lucky one then. Yeah, and it was funny. I was supposed to meet them at where we practice in, in Charlestown, close to Boston. Oh. Somehow my GPS took me somewhere completely different. I was like in the middle of a, like an industrial park waiting yeah, for them. We found them in Everett. Yeah. Oh, uh, they picked me up. All I got places. inside their car, not knowing who the hell they were. <laughs> Please and be them. Please be them. Yeah. Somehow. It doesn't say candy, so I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a real gun? <laughs> Dude, Juan yeah. lives on the edge because they just drove like an hour and a half out to Winchenden to come hang out in some guy's basement. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Is true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Well, well, I mean, we're really desperate choices. for friends. Well, I mean, actually. <laughs> so. After that kind of introduction to the band, I mean, a basement wouldn't be that scary. Get <laughs> yeah, lost yeah, yeah. in a dust yeah. park and Everett. Like, yeah. I think the only further place you could go that'd be lower is like hanging out in Brockton. Behind some abandoned warehouse or something. I mean, I, I that's funny that's because like I grew up in Brockton. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> I know if that's more or less sketchy. Yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> is that more or less sketchy than if you actually just showed up to where we do practice for the first time? <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah. Didn't even have the right address to show up. It's fine. Like the building's secure, but objectively, it just kind of looks like the place you dump a body. <laughs> it's like right next to the river. Oh, oh perfect. That's yeah. a good place or, to do it. Or do some drug deals. It's like an yeah. industrial site, and, and there's just like this big brick warehouse. That, like. It doesn't look like much. Yeah, it has like a murdery vibe, but like in a good way. <laughs> oh, a good murdery vibe. Yeah. I would love to get murdered here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's sort of how I found them randomly on the internet. Uh, and, you know, I tried out and I've been with the band for like six years or something. I think so, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. So I think over six that years. That sounds. Now. <clears throat> yeah. My, We're uh, going on year seven. Now. My, my only follow up question to your statements there, and, you know, that we can move on, but uh, why the hell did you leave Florida for Mass? <laughs> See, I get this question a lot. And I tell uh, people next. If, <laughs> if you go to Miami, you're going to have the best time of your life. It's going to be beautiful. If you live there and mm. it's 100 degrees for like 11 months out of the year, uh, it gets old pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. Humidity, bro. Um, I'm not into that. Yeah. Same. That's how Hawaii was. So I go back and visit and love it, but I, I like living here a lot more. Fair enough. Bass player, right, Juan? Bass player and one of the vocalists. And vocals. Do you still play that 12-string bass? Uh, it's <laughs> six for now. Maybe wow. 12 soon. I don't know. <laughs> can't Pretty can't gnarly. We need more newly bass lines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I grew up in Massachusetts on the South Shore. I grew up in Hull. Um started playing drums when I was eight years old um, it's weird I like I didn't really listen to a lot of like heavy music growing up I wasn't really like something gonna, I mean I was like you know every other uh, you know like every other kid come up in the 90s sort of was like into rock like, I got a little bit into like some new metal stuff but yeah I didn't really get much we all made mistakes in much our further lives. beyond <laughs> that until, like, we love new metal and then I you know when I was like 18, 19, I started getting into like power metal stuff and then I started like trying to learn to like, you know, play, play more of that, that style of thing and like started getting more and more into it. Um, 
played in a bunch of different bands, none of which were particularly <laughs> satisfying <laughs> musically. Uh, the last one I was in before this one was actually it was a, it was a decent decent band. It was an indie rock band uh, that I got into through a guy who I uh, I met at UMass Boston in the music department. Nice. Um, who played? He played bass in that band, and one of the guitarists in that band uh, was Brian, who's the he's not here right now, but he's the other guitarist and okay. vocalist in this band, and me and him eventually uh, realized that we would much rather play weird heavy metal than play <laughs> uh, the indie rock that we were playing, and so we quit that band and started uh, trying to start this band probably about eight years ago. Uh, <coughs> it's just the two of us. We spent about a year and a half uh, just auditioning guitar players and wow. bassists of different kinds, and Kevin was mm-hmm. uh, the next next member to join who i knew kevin because uh, we used to play video games on the internet together <laughs> we actually met each other yep. yes we met like each true other. friendships how they begin so yeah we true. met each other playing uh in a starcraft 2 league for there you go. just nerds mm-hmm. from around boston and uh eventually you know we'd talk and be like i found out he played guitar he went to berkeley he liked weird heavy metal and i was like you like metal you want to yes. come you want to come jam with us you sometime. want to metal with us yeah, <laughs> that that was actually literally our conversation. That's pretty, <laughs> much, <laughs> that's pretty, when pretty like you, much. You like, look at yeah. like the text message thread. Like I metal, I too metal. <laughs> we metal, we metal together. Yes, Cave, we metal in caveman metal. Basically. <laughs> yes. Pretty much so. together, metal we shall. Uh, <laughs> and so then we, we had Kevin, and then I think we auditioned, uh, probably like seven or eight different bass players Ooh, over. Yeah quite a period of time we had that friend of yours was Max who was choice. playing with us for about a month <laughs> yeah um, we, we auditioned had uh, <coughs> like the like six or seven other people that were like varying levels of yeah and then we we finally settled on a guy um, <laughs> we yeah we through Craigslist in a in random parking lot basically uh, well no the guy we settled on wasn't him uh, oh, <laughs> oh man that feels nice I'm gonna I'm gonna buy you a nice. beer man <laughs> uh, we had, we we had this this dude named uh, Chris who was from Austria and he was he was like studying at Berkeley for a semester and I think he was on like a tourist visa or something oh and then, like, yeah. He tried to apply for an educational visa and he got denied, so we had to leave and go back to Austria. So we auditioned like three more people off of oh. Craigslist. The last of which was you, and we were like, "Holy shit, this is awesome! One's better than Chris. This is great." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's that frosting on the cupcake um, you needed. And that was, uh, yeah. Let's see. So you joined in like the beginning of November, so that was probably like, yeah, about six years and three yeah. or four months ago. Wow. Yeah. I have no I, idea I, how he remembers all these dates. But <laughs> yes. I'm sure he's correct. Yes, I am one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> That's why James is the historian of the band. You yeah. Know. And he's so got I, all the dates down. I uh I play drums and uh I sing slightly less frequently than him and Brian. Nice. But yeah. You you're the the mad tambourine skills. Everybody else is just trying to get on your level. Yeah, I mean when when we when we do our percussion ensemble in the studio, I usually have the headphones and everyone else just watches <laughs> me to keep on the beat. Nice. Yeah, I can dig it. I also yeah. play the gong on our Ooh, our forthcoming yeah, record. Yep, it's gonna be awesome. Yes. So, all right. So Hit it. for me, I grew up in Brockton, like I just mentioned before. <laughs> I started playing guitar when I was like ten years old. Uh, I was really big into like uh, like 
classic like 70s progressive rock like moody blues okay. like similar areas so that's where like my beginning <coughs> guitar playing started um gradually got heavier and heavier you know i you know like james i went through a new metal phase in the early 2000s you know when, when i was in high school um you know and but then i started to get into like heavier stuff and then you know in 2009 i like heard like my first real like dream theater record and that kind of like exploded my mind into a million <laughs> pieces so uh in 2012 i got accepted in berkeley and was going through that uh, i ended up graduating with the uh, music production and engineering major nice uh, and it was during that time that uh james was like hey we're i'm trying to get this band going with this other guitar player you should come down and jam and you know met up at the same sketchy place that we were just talking about <laughs> earlier we jammed um, once before that in your basement in brockton right that was yes before. that's okay, right yeah. that's right um you know it, it, with like wood paneling just like in this place it's right very here very reminiscent <laughs> yes yeah. i i'm sorry i just kind of had deja vu um but uh but yeah we like the first time that you me and brian jammed it was like clear that it was like this was a good thing going so uh i'm the guitar player i don't do any singing live i try to get myself singing on the recordings when james allows. sometimes when james um <laughs> but yeah did you and did you tell the listeners that you went to Berkeley? <laughs> did you mention that? You, you know what? I did. Thank you oh, for okay. reminding me, Sorry. Juan. So, so where did you actually get your degree? Uh, from Berkeley. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can make a I weird drink. I mean, I make a weird drinking game out of this. Yeah. Right? yeah, thank you. But it was <laughs> honestly, it was really interesting because we are, I think, four people that have, I think, very different sort of tastes in music. Uh, that on paper maybe like wouldn't necessarily work together. Yeah. Um, but just like once we got into that room and started playing together, it just it felt really natural. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's nice to have the the spread like that. Yeah. You're not oh, yeah. just pigeonholed in the one thing. You get a little For bit sure. of everything. Would have actually been my next question, <laughs> like because um, like I see I see a lot I I hear a lot I shouldn't say see I hear a lot of things in like in the music when I listen I mean, to you it. You could see things too. Like if your mind's in that state, then <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Right. Right. I get you. Depends on, depends uh, on the mushroom. Seen, but yeah. what would you what would you guys consider like as like individual influences? Top three. Oh, that's so hard. Or top 30. Um, I mean, whatever. Okay. We have time. Top 150. No. Um, <laughs> so like, this is your chance to get really obscure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like a lot of the really obscure, like, underground stuff. I, but, like, the first band I really got into was Iron Maiden. Okay. That's sort of the band well, that made bass me Bass player that makes sense. Play the bass. <laughs> um, I don't know who wants to play the bass, but I was one of those people that really wanted to. It wasn't just, like, you know, here, go do this thing that's really boring and no one's going to pay attention to. Um, that's why I play six string bass, so people can notice me. Mm-hmm. Well, people people um, try to discredit bass players, but they're yeah. so important. Like seriously, <laughs> and they're, they're gone. And you never Unless know. Metallica, and you just remove it. Please, just, oh, if you please, never. Please don't tell them that. You <laughs> you never know like of a bad bass player until you hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and they're like, oh wow, <laughs> oh you can screw this up. That guy's horrible. <laughs> you know, so yeah, you got to give yourself a little more credit. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm always, I'm one of those people that's always looking for new music. So I think what I could tell you, the things that I'm listening to the most now is going to change in a week. Um, I sort of have that sort of music ADD, which mm-hmm. has really helped me because it's, it's gotten me thing. into a <laughs> bunch of stuff that I never thought I would be into. 
Um, but, you know, I, I like a lot of the heavier music. I'm into a lot of death metal, uh, a lot of, like, the post-metal side of things. Um, I think one album that I can't stop listening to right now is by The Ocean. You're hired. Their latest record. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, and there's some bands that obviously we have in common that you could hear in our music, yeah, like Mastodon, sure. Baroness. Alice in Chains. Yeah. Intronaut. Fergie. Fergie. I, you know, when she mm. went solo, she sort of lost <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. James? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird because, like, I think personally I have a lot of different influences and, in, like, sort of what come out when we're doing stuff for the band. So, like, mm. those are probably two, two different answers. So, like, I, I grew up kind of got into playing sort of like weirder progier music through like you know i've listened to like a lot of like yes and rush and jethro tall and gentle giant and like 70s prog stuff yeah. growing up and then like you know like that kind of got me into like ma vision orchestra and return to forever and like fusion stuff um so do you think you're more influenced by like total bands or by like individual drummers that's huh that's interesting no you did say rush so i mean that yeah kinda, so Canada's that was that was my that question yeah. um that's interesting. It might be, it might be like more individual drummers nowadays, okay. mm-hmm. just because like in the last, I don't know, five, ten years, <laughs> I've listened to like so much, uh, you know, like Danny Walker and Gavin Harrison and like just stuff like that. Just guys who do all of this mm-hmm. wild shit. Like I, I wind up wasting like, well, I guess probably not wasting. I, I like to think it's productive, but like. I can spend like hours a day just going down YouTube rabbit holes, mm-hmm. yeah. and just like oh, watching, yeah. watching guys. I think we've all been there. Do do like these insane like playthroughs. It just and makes stuff, you feel bad like, <laughs> that you're not worth anything in your life, <laughs> especially I, when they're ten and it's like yeah, I, oh. whatever. <laughs> I I try not to let it do that. I try and actually like try and like figure out like have okay, some self control. That's, that's really cool. How's he doing that? How can I do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. If I like if I spend a week just practicing only that, can I realistically do it? Um, yeah that's kind of cool but like yeah i mean like you said we have as a band like it's tough because people ask you like describe your sound and you try and yeah. be like oh it's like it's it's like a this thing meets this thing mm-hmm. yeah like, meets this thing and meets yeah. this other thing plus a sandwich <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. i think it's it started out as sort of like you know like a mastodon meets queens of the stone age with a little bit of alice in chains in there and i feel like it's okay. gotten weirder and heavier since then that's Definitely. cool yeah, that's, so that's like, fair now there's like a bit more like Intronaut or Gojira. Okay. Uh, oh my God, I went on like a huge Gojira kick last year. <laughs> didn't mention that, but that's been pretty influential on on me in the last year or two. Yeah, nice. I mean, it's mm. partly sort of also pushing each other to listen to other stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I'll come up with stuff that are like the first time I show it to to the other guys in the band, they'll be like, "That's garbage. Get that out of my face." <laughs> Please stop. And then like. You know, six months later, it's like, wow, that was actually really good, and vice versa, right? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think it's garbage. I just, I want you to explain it. If <laughs> <laughs> you have to explain uh, it, you don't get it. Um, no, but it, it's good. It's sort of going back to that whole idea of us having sort of very, sort of disparate, uh, like music tastes. Sort of keep pushing ourselves, and I think like it shows in our music. Uh, we're about to release a new record. I'm sure we'll talk about later, but you could hear like a real big progression between our EP on this record, um, it it sounds very different. Even though it's the same band, right? Like, you could see it's the same band playing it, but all these influences will show. 
That's mean, always cool though, because yeah. then you can yeah. you can always change up your set with whoever you play with too. You know what I mean? You yeah. can kind of gear it mm-hmm. toward the crowd for whoever the headliner mm-hmm. is or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I kind of always respect that about bands when they can kind of yeah. morph and then still be their own sound. You know. Yeah, and even yeah. just like the progression from the stuff we just recorded to like the stuff we're writing now, I think yeah. is is also yeah. like really cool. So there's always awesome. always somewhere new to go. Yeah, which nice. I, I yeah. really which like about in this. a way it's frustrating. Cause <laughs> the way, like, yeah. it takes a long time to record music and to get it out. Yep. And you always feel like you're a step behind. Feel like yeah. shit. I want people to listen to. And you know, we do play these new songs live, but I want folks to hear like what we're really working on now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we're not proud of all the stuff that came before. Yeah, definitely. We're always proud of your new stuff. You always want. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, how, like, that's how it works. It's like the fact that new, new child. Exactly. The, do- exactly. the Doom riff isn't going to be heard mm-hmm. in any recording for yeah. probably like two years. It's just, mm-hmm. I, exactly. I don't know if I can handle that. Which <laughs> is so really, good. It's really funny when a lot of like music interviews, whenever a band is doing press and they get asked like, well, how do you feel about your newest record? <laughs> it's such a silly question because like I hate it. Say, it's stupid. You know what? It's not as good as anything we've done before. Yeah. Like it's always going to be like yes, yeah, the thing I'm the most proud mm-hmm. of. Exactly. Um, but that's sort of where we're at now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's that's what Michael Ackerfeld said. He's like, I hate all our new stuff. I just want to go back to growling. Doesn't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> say that. I wish you did. I know. Yeah. Uh, at some point, you got to start messing with the fans. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Ah, so we went country. <laughs> what? You're gonna hear our influences, uh, Kenny Chesney and Toby Keith. I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know if I'm gonna buy it now. <laughs> yeah. To some degree, it's already happened. I think, like, it's just like the first time we uh, so we played one of one of our songs. It's the title track on the album that we're recording now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Alterity. We were playing it live for probably like a year and a half before we started playing it with this vocal part that you do that like we recorded and then we were like why don't we just why don't we do that live and it's like significantly more aggressive vocally than anything <laughs> yeah. else we've ever done and it's like our friends and family and like people who come to see us they've been coming to see us for like a year and a half watching us play this song yeah and all of a sudden out of nowhere totally like, what the fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they're like spit out their beers and stuff <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's also flowing. great to be in a band where you know we could be in the practice spot and we were playing this song and I'd come up with this like growly ass part and they're not just like hey please stop that that's, that's <laughs> not our, that's not our like, sound yeah. give us input again no they're yeah. just like let's try that out see what it and some, right. oftentimes you come up with this crazy idea and it ends up being just absolute shit <laughs> but like we're willing to experiment and of see course. how yeah. it goes yeah, that's hurt. what it's all about doesn't hurt to try it yeah we did that a lot in recording actually like mm-hmm. just yeah. adding extra mm-hmm. like you know trying like you know, I'll come up with a guitar part and record it down, and I'm like, maybe maybe we should harmonize that too. Yeah, right. And then, like four harmonies later, it's like, okay, maybe we should take some of these out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe we went too far. Science is going which, too far. Which always <laughs> happens whenever Brian and I start recording guitar yeah. parts when it's just the two of us. Yeah. You know, never leave like, them it, alone. <laughs> yeah. It. You know, they'll they'll listen to it like the next day or the next session, and it's like, what did you guys add? <laughs> what it's the like, hell? man. You have no idea all this shit we We're going to take a little trip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every, every it's an adventure. Every five-minute Dragon Force yeah. solo. <laughs> There's nothing hey, wrong so with that. I mean, I wish we could play that fast. So. Before we move on any so further, uh, your influences. Uh, my Dragon Force, Force evidently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, no, Dragon did Force they, Did they go to Berkeley? I don't know. <laughs> they sound like they <laughs> Well, maybe it, for video you know, and audio editing. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I didn't say that. Um but like my my personal influences are more of like the progressive metal stuff. So like Mastodon's a huge okay. influence for me. Um, 
growing up, I loved Lamb of God. Well, like, guitar work. You know, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I think I went through a phase where I was trying to play along with their, like, live Philadelphia CD. Okay. And just trying to not die in the process. <laughs> Your hands fall off. Oh, my God. It's like they play their, like, three songs in a row with, like, very little space in between. And my fingers are just like, ah, falling apart. Yep. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, and then, like I mentioned, Dream Theater is also a big influence for me. Recently, these days, I'm listening to, like, more weirder stuff. Like, I've been listening to this band called Ancients a lot from from Canada. Uh, I've been on a big death metal kick with uh, Revocation. It's a big one. Um, Car Bomb. Yes, Car (laughs) Bomb. (laughs) Laser Core. Get my laser laser core on. We'll explain that. Like math core. Yeah. Uh, okay. Say it's if you pull up one of their recent singles, there's there's like this weird guitar sound that sounds like lasers. Like I don't know if it actually. So like uh, what is it? You rings you know, rings of Saturn ish. Yes. Kind of deal. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So um so yeah that's my personal influences. Nice. So. Nice. We are going to interrupt this interview and we're going to actually give you some more music from City of Dis. This song is former members of the Apocalypse. Enjoy. <laughs>
I know you guys kind of touched on this. So let's say gun to the head. You had to describe your own music in, let's call it, let's call it four or less. Four bands or less. Yeah. Like four, four or less subgenres. Ooh. <laughs> Goldfish <Okay>. metal. <laughs> I mean, I think like. Well, there's. Oh. Oh. I know this is a tough question, right. but like, it's like one of those things. Like everybody gets like so, so like subgenre to death nowadays. Yeah, like, sure. it's, it's true. Like and everybody's like drive is just like oh I want to create like my own sounds. Like well I don't really <laughs> sound like anybody. It's like well you might yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right. unfortunately so you're a musician and also a douche <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, comes comes with the baggage four subgenres or less i would say prog sludge doom post maybe not really there's a little bit it's it's starting yeah. to bleed its way in and again like are we now. talking about the new stuff or the yeah well that's stuff, the thing right? like, like also i like yeah, I think we've just been like listening to and incorporating more post metal stuff in like yeah. the last year. So I don't know. And I think in the it's risk of sounding like the douche you just described, <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> like there's this issue. Right? We talk about ourselves as being like a progressive band, mm-hmm. but progressive has come to mean this idea of like all these bands that sort of sound the same, that play a million notes an hour, mm-hmm. I mean a million notes a second, um, and and sort of like fit this like prog stereotype. And like. Yeah. I think we're progressive in the sense that we take some influence from those bands, but we are sort of trying to develop something that's maybe a little different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think there's so much music in the world that it's impossible. It's to hard. Come. It's hard. Oh, man. absolutely. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. But you want to do at least like move it, maybe you know, an inch yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I sometimes mean, that little it, bit just makes all the difference. Make mm-hmm. it your own. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like when I say yeah, when I say prog, I don't mean like yeah, we're not like Liquid Tension Experiment or anything. Yeah. But like, yeah, I know, I know how you feel about that. But it's more just like, I don't think, it's sort of like you were talking about, like we're willing to try stuff. I don't think there's any idea that someone would come with, like, that we'd be like, no, there's no way we're not even going to, we're not even going to try it. Like if there's something that, any musical idea, however weird or out there, like I think we would take a look at it and think about it and like actually try it and see if it worked. And that's, that's more like what it is to me. We're we're very democratic in our, uh, in our writing process and you know we always you know like james said we all, we'll always try something out even if even if like it seems weird at first mm-hmm. or like on paper yeah um you know we'll we'll always give it a try at least i feel like that's kind of the best way to go about it because like you get to kind of open up the horizon a little bit mm-hmm. and then when you get way too crazy over the hill you can be like okay well we can wind it back and at least we're not <laughs> that far anymore right, exactly. Like, yeah exactly uh, you know it kind of broadens you can, the spectrum. You can take things from that as well. Yeah, may right. not oh, go definitely. the whole mile, but like, well, I like when we did this tiny yeah. part of it, yeah. and right. use there's like bits and pieces of things. Right. Exactly. That I try where it's like, all right, that worked. Yeah, yep, that didn't. <laughs> that nope. <laughs> that didn't. But that kind of did. Yeah, Should we exactly. keep the bluegrass breakdown or? <laughs> oh, well, I like that one note, so we can add that. <laughs> but, uh. right. can, you, but can you play banjo? You can play a bunch of weird shit. I do have a banjo. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Does it have six uh, strings too? It doesn't. Oh, five. that's too, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but honestly, like it's you know at first I sort of had a hard time with that. I think where like we would write our whole 12 minute long epic and be like, yeah, eight minutes of that, maybe we'll get rid of mm-hmm. and sort of start over. And I was like, shit, we put all this work and literally months into the song. Um, but I think very quickly I sort of, because of this democratic process, really learned to be like, all right, let's right. think about the song right. and not necessarily about like its parts. Cause 
you could really get noodly and oh, like yeah. mm-hmm. that's how you get bad music yeah like <laughs> worrying worrying about the individual parts too much like right. sometimes too. all that matters mm-hmm. at the end yeah. is like the actual finished product the complete song mm-hmm. like is it a good song yeah mm-hmm. like you mentioned being influenced by individual drummers and there's so many amazing drummers in bad bands that have bad music right mm-hmm. like right just because like there's I, I mean I, obviously i'm speaking for them but they're so worried about being like technically proficient that they don't really care about like what right. is it going to sound like at right. the end of the day then there's some on the other end of that spectrum too though you know like ah, i'm already in a big band i can drum like crap yeah. Don't talk about Metallica <laughs> like that. What's wrong with it? <laughs> Too soon? Okay. The Larry Mullen Juniors of the world. <laughs> like, can you just keep time? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't play like a five-year-old, it wouldn't be so bad. How is the writing process like as like a band? Like I, I, I would have to say it's probably instrumentally driven. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna say there's probably a lot of uh, oh, yeah. like a That's lot of int- like the instrumentation will and like the vocals will probably come later. Like if the if the yeah. Accurate for that, you guys? That, that's pretty accurate. I think that's I think. mostly accurate. Sometimes, sometimes they're a little bit more co-equal than that. Like they're kind of developing simultaneously. Particularly, like I know sometimes Brian writes a riff and he has like a vocal idea in mind for for that riff. But I don't think it's I don't think it's ever like you know I don't think anyone's ever heard like a vocal melody and then been like oh man I have this vocal melody in my head now I got to write a song around right. it. Yeah. It tends to go the other way for us and it tends to be. Like sort of like that, like largely riff driven. Like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I got this one part, I got this other part. I got the one part goes into the other part, and then there's another part. That part doesn't quite go into that part, but I'm thinking maybe we can write another part that will go into that part, and then we kind of we end up patchworking things together. Some things get cut, some things get changed, yeah, right. some things get added. But like we end up being pretty good at uh, like rearranging and patchworking, like what initially kind of may seem like disparate ideas into like more cohesive things and like yeah it winds up sounding pretty smooth most of the time unless we're not trying to and that's its own uh, unless we're trying to ru- ru- write rush transitions yeah. there we go <laughs> that was so hard to say <laughs> See, <laughs> words right, man rush. words are tricky uh, it happens and, and i feel like we've gotten better if you if oh, we look back to oh, yeah, when sure. we first started <laughs> vocals were definitely an afterthought it's like we have this amazing piece of music how do we just like come up with some just melodies on top of it? Um, and I think it all of it comes from like all of us being sort of reticent singers. None of us sort of identify as singers. Right. Um, and sort of a blessing in disguise from that is that now we have a lot of these like three vocal parts mm. that first mm-hmm. were a crutch, right? Like nobody feels confident enough to really belt something out. <laughs> right. No one let's, wants to be out yeah. there alone. Yeah, let's <laughs> come up with this crazy harmony. And now that's sort of become our thing. Um, obviously, a million bands do that, but it's become sort of a thing that really fits into our, our sound, I think. Yeah, right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's another thing with, like, the the prog label. is like, it doesn't lend itself often to, like, being more, like, harmonic and, like, harmony-based, but that's really a lot of, like, what we base the, the music in. We write a lot of guitar harmonies. We write a lot of, like, these really full, interesting chords. Like, I really like, like, the chord choices that... I guess all, all of you do because you play chords. Yeah, <laughs> even the bass player plays chords too. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, and like we, and then we just like we lay, we tend to like really layer vocal harmony on top of that, and it does give it like this really cool, uh, like interesting harmonically based wall of sound. Cool. Yeah. So in the in the spirit of creativity, I just I kind of had to ask because. Uh, obviously, I was not at that show buying your merch that Marcus was. I wish I was. You could have bowled 300. Uh, but I was more <laughs> than likely on daddy duty. 
so where did the name come from? Uh, it's from uh, it's from Dante. It's from the Inferno. That's what I was gonna ask too. Um, where it actually came from is like when we were trying to decide how then how to what to name the band. We did like you know the whole everyone, everyone go home come up with names. Everyone go home. <laughs> we haven't done that before. You know, <laughs> five, yeah. five to ten names, and then we'll try and vote on mm. some yep. things that we like. Uh, and oh. that nobody has, mind you. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. You end up going through like fifty terrible names. Oh yeah. So that yeah. more you're just trying to make everybody else laugh. Pretty yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Seed. Yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we had a couple names that I thought were okay. I don't remember really any yeah. of the other ideas just because it has been like six years since yeah. we since right. we came up. I think. Well, none of them I were think, good enough anyway. I think I'll take credit for that. That one was one of mine. Yeah, it was definitely yours. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was it was named from. From Dante, Dante's it wasn't Inferno. named after the Sepultura song. People, <laughs> people underestimate how hard it is to come up with a band name. Oh, oh like, yeah, writing the music, it's worse. That's not man. that hard. No, it's, what it's, was it? Like, I don't know, not six months or something. It took it took us a long time. Yeah, so. it took us a while. We, I don't know. We can totally relate to that though. Well, then you have to like Google it and Facebook yeah. search it. Yeah, and, and yeah. Instagram make sure there's it. no other active bands <laughs> of yeah. the same name. Like, and then, how about and then this be- one? Before you oh, put anything out, you got to set up all the social medias with that name so yeah. no one else can yeah. take it. You There was like another band in Texas that I think had yeah. the name we were going for, but they had been inactive for a few years. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, yep. they, didn't, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have very many Facebook likes, so we weren't worried about <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 You're not going to get mistaken for some... Country pop no. band out of Texas. Uh, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. City of Death. I don't know what they were, but yeah, that, <laughs> yeah right. Wild ass country pop band. I'd see. Yeah, that. maybe it was yeah. like one of those like rap country type deals. You know, City of Diss. Mm-hmm. No. Maybe. Okay. The I see the vision. Have you been listening to country music all day? Nope. You keep bringing it up. Definitely not. You hey, how's keep, Berkeley? You want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> Great. No country there. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only real music, Dave. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Woo. That's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The um the subject matter of the songs. Are they linked together by any uh, any yeah, by like any means? Or does it have to go with the city of this? Or is that it, just no, a whole no, different no, no, that, that's uh, one one song kind of. Okay. Yeah, I, or are I, they all like kind of like their own individual like entities? Or is it like a collection of concepts or uh I don't think we haven't we talk a lot about writing a concept album. I think I think we would yeah. really like to write a concept album. That's what, like, the prog nerd thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This, that's just in my head. You're like, yeah. we should write a concept Tell album. a story but about a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's, like, a, like a cohesive, overarching theme to it, except that, it, like, the lyrics tend to be thought of by us, and we tend to think certain ways. Um, I think you and I write almost all of our lyrics. Yeah. Uh, we tend to write them separate. separately. Mm. And we each kind of have a, a different writing style. So some of our songs, like, lyrically are pretty distinct from each other. If you, like, read the lyrics of one sure. of our songs, mm-hmm. if you studied them for a while, I don't know if you could tell which one was writing which, but you could definitely <laughs> tell all these songs were <laughs> written different. by this guy. All these songs were written by another guy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just subject-wise, I mean, sometimes it's, like, uh, you know, like a weird, like, metaphysical concept. Sometimes it's just... You know, like a story from a book that we that we read. Like, we have what we have a song on our 
on our forthcoming album uh, called Through Purgatory that's based on Dante's Purgatorio. So that's that's the only one that vaguely ties okay. in with yeah. the name. But nice. So uh, no StarCraft II references or anything? No. <laughs> no. Oh, man. That is, oh. oh, man. Ooh. Any songs don't, don't about Berkeley? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't write the lyrics for that reason. <laughs> no. <laughs> Copywritten. Yeah. Until now. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, some, some of it's like, you know, based off of like, you know, concepts from a book we read or just mm-hmm. like, you know, metaphysical philosophical concepts there are some uh some like socio-political stuff we won't get into because <laughs> this is a politics free podcast <laughs> yeah. no uh, uh no angry x songs or uh oh if it has to if it has to do with your music that's fine no, no, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah we don't it's not necessary to get into the specifics that we're just talking about like yeah you know, generally like the style of things we write and i think like even though they are sort of distinct they do sort of leave space for the interpretation of people are reading yeah. it. Um, so while like a song might have sort of like a social political idea or behind it, if you read it, you might not get that. Like interpret it different than. Yeah. yeah like, he asked me a lot of the times, like, is this, is this like a song about Jesus? And I'm like, no, is this, <laughs> it's, it's from a, from a Dune book. Like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sci-fi story. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but yeah. yeah. So I think like, I tend to write like more like explicit like specific lyrics. You tend to write more like esoteric, yeah, like exploratory, like conceptual stuff. But it all it all works out pretty well, I think. Like the yeah. lyrics match the match the music pretty well. Like no matter which one we decide to go yeah. with. Yeah. And I think another thing that's that I really appreciate about this band that I've definitely didn't experience in other bands I've been in is that once you're trying to fit lyrics to a song, some stuff gets caught, some stuff gets, like, adjusted. There's no egos. There's, yeah, like, whatever works sure. for the song. Yeah. Um, There's nothing but love in this band. I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> you say uh, butt love? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, like, just in the whole band as a whole, I think there's not a lot of, like, ego involved where, you know, in a recording, if I have a part of an acoustic guitar i'm not a guitarist but i play it like in a way that we like it better than somebody else i'll record it right or if there's percussion it doesn't have to be the drummer that plays every percussion thing. like um and i think a lot of times you see that right like people are really mm-hmm. and i get it people are passionate about their instrument i think in any subgenre of metal again we could go talk about 350 subgenres mm-hmm. but most of them do require a really high level of skill and mm-hmm. people are really proud of that they've been able to accomplish that far right um but i like that we're able to sort of take a step back and be like what's what's good for for the song what's good for yeah. the band yeah it comes back to again like you know the the song and the finished song is yep. really the only thing that matters and so like there's no ego about like specific parts right. or specific lyrics or yeah. whatever it's all just about trying to get the right sound yeah. i mean look I at mean, look at lamb of god i don't mean to ruin him for you but the drummer like he doesn't record any kick drum it's all put in after. He plays all the top mm. parts, no kick drum, and it's all, it's weird, but yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. But the, but I mean to expand on that too. The we have one song on this album that we're working on that, um, before, uh, it's this like eleven minute epic song that uh, Brian would play the final like outro solo, and we were trying to record it. He was just having a really hard time with it, like trying because he wanted to really like flush out the mm-hmm. solo. And then at one point he just like gave the the cable to me and just like plugged my guitar in and and I just kind of 
expanded on what he was doing on yeah. and it ended up working out and now when we play it live now i play that solo mm-hmm. <laughs> but like there's uh, but it's totally cool right. and, and you know it's it's totally it's a fine. team effort so yeah, yeah exactly and for a guitarist to give up a solo uh-huh. <laughs> this yeah. is uh-huh. unheard of yeah, there's really uh, no ego or pride <laughs> at all in this band <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, and, and we like we, we swapped like some vocal parts when we were yeah, recording sure. and we swapped That's we swapped like who's playing like different cool. guitar it's, things it's rare based on just yeah. like who's yeah. Whose tone is like would work better and like yeah all that stuff. Say it sounds really like cool. actually a huge advantage because like you guys are actually able to do that because you don't have necessarily like a considered frontman when it comes to like yeah. vo- vo- mm-hmm. vocally mm-hmm. Yeah. so you can just write something and hell all three of you could probably try it at one point and it's like I like his mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean we we wound up doing that for a, for a few things mm-hmm. like yeah and I mean it all came from at some point we were thinking of finding a vocalist because. Again, none of us felt comfortable in that spot. And we're like, you know, we're, we're sort of, maybe the band is suffering because of this because we're not putting 100% into it. And luckily, I don't know if we were too lazy to look for somebody <laughs> or if it just sounded like a lot of work. And we just sort of stuck with this whole idea of sort of sh- spreading the wealth. And yeah. it's we have out. We have all gotten, like, significantly more comfortable nice. with it. And, like, have yeah, you guys like, gone yeah, to, like, any sure. vocal coaches or anything like that or, like... I think I think Brian's like looked up some stuff like on the internet, like just like <laughs> yeah, te- technical you, stuff. You probably find a whole bunch of YouTube yeah, I mean, videos like, yeah. over vocal it, technique. It's like I could pay a voice coach, or I could just watch these YouTube tutorials. Mm. Yeah, and you know, like obviously you can't get the feedback from that, but you know some, what they say about lead singers, though. You had, you had one of those. It's like fox in a hen house kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and, like, I, there is a degree to which like we have such a good. I hate balance and like such an an ego free environment about like writing all this stuff. There is like I don't know if like any of us would want to put that in jeopardy by like adding adding another thing to it. Like we don't <laughs> adding another person who we don't necessarily like know where they're coming from. Right? Right. Yeah. Plus, you get you run that risk of like getting some random, you know, like oh I want to go this direction with it. Now this this song's about pink unicorns. You're like uh. We're kind of feeling more of the death metal vibe, <laughs> There's nothing bro. wrong with unicorns. <laughs> yeah. You may or may not be able to uh, interpret this, but like when you actually do play live, like not having like the um the 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 pinpointed like frontman, how does that make the live experience where you don't really necessarily have like a focal point where everybody is like? Well, I think it kind of defaults to being you, just because you stand in the middle of the stage and you have the most energetic presence. I was going to say, do you, guys, like, do you rotate? <laughs> yeah. Like you go, you no. each take a turn to like swatch, switch spots. No, know? I mean it's usually he's pretty much center stage. I'm playing drums, so I'm always in, <laughs> always, yep. I'm always in the back, <laughs> um, and then just behind usually, a wall of symbols. You're usually on the left. Uh, no, you're I'm, on the right. I'm usually stage. You're usually right stage and Brian's right, and Brian's stage left. usually stage yeah. left. So, and that came honestly just with the feng shui of having a guitar on each side. <laughs> <laughs> like this yeah. wasn't like right. um, the like, first time you guys played. You just looked at it like, oh no, <laughs> no I mean, I'm the front guy. Also, <laughs> yeah. you know, we played we played a few places where like you know the stage was actually too small to like fit everything in a reasonable <laughs> way. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like. All right, Plenty of those. we can only fit your amp on this side of the stage. <laughs> yeah. The other two amps, we just have to stack on top of each other and put over there. Yep. So you two are over there. You're over there. Right. But yeah. I, I think it also, and I don't know if this is on purpose, right? It just sort of haven't worked out that way. But because we're not a, the focal point of the band aren't the vocals, we sort of treat the vocals as an other sort of instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't make sense to have like, look at the vocalists and their, and right. you know, their backing band, you know? Yeah. 
Um, it actually makes me wonder, like if like the put like if the focus of the uh, the actual audience like kind of turns more to instrumental because it, it's just a tendency, unfortunately. <laughs> like if there's a if there's a central figure like up there, that's like where everyone's gonna like hone in on. Like that ends up being their performance, and everything else is like in the background. So yeah. you guys had an interesting concept because like you pay attention to things more because there's just a lot of stuff mm -hmm. happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So like it's like I can watch this and I can watch this and. There's a lot of moving parts in the yeah. music. Juan yeah. is in the center, and like he, you know, he's, he yeah. was very active, and it's oh, like yeah. it's like okay, there's energy there too. Like it's just interesting because like it, it almost it, it kind of like changes the psychology of like watching the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't know who to focus on. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> you know that's but, something that well, that I like about Mastodon a lot. They do this live where again all of them do vocals more or less. They also don't introduce any of their songs. They just play them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're mm -hmm. like, there's literally nobody talking to the crowd. So you don't ever get a chance to be like, that's the person I gotta pay attention to. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I was gonna say like there are plenty of times in our songs where Brian and I will be throwing solos back and forth. So it's kind of it, it almost becomes like a tennis match on who to watch <laughs> uh, on stage, and then James will do a sol uh, drum solo, or, or and then Juan will really. start singing. So <laughs> well. Uh, Phil. There's one. Uh, Phil. Yeah. Super Phil. <laughs> Wait, which one of you is Phil? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We left him on the highway on the way here, actually. Uh, let's, uh, let's keep the... Uh, <laughs> cut, cut that out. Yep. <laughs> He's out of the band now. Don't worry about him. Yep. <laughs> Phil, Phil died tragically on his way back to his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> but we digress. What's the... um? What would you say the focus of the band is? Are you guys are you guys more interested in actually like the recorded product and being able to distribute, or is it the uh, live show aspect? That's a good question. Um, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's you are a good I'll podcast. Host. You think of that yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's cl classic stalling for time. While I actually think. Of <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, we've put a lot of emphasis on our live show. Yeah. Um, I mean, for for this record that we been working on and, and also with our ep like but we also put a lot of effort into that as well um so yeah so yeah james i'm stalling for time basically yeah uh, <laughs> well it's, the, it's i would say it's both uh to a degree uh, oh, there's also there's a good also musician like, answer there's also like <laughs> a pretty strong emphasis on like like we've been talking about like the actual songwriting process right as well i think those are all three like pretty equal concerns of ours because like we do we have been to this point and in the past like primarily a live a live band like there's nothing that we've ever put on an album that hasn't been played live first like that was gonna be my next question yeah, we, yeah. Mm -hmm. everything we play <clears throat> basically like as soon as it as soon as we finish writing something we feel like it's actually performance ready like we're excited about it we're nice. pumped about it mm -hmm. we're dying to get out yep, and cool. play it so there's no like studio only tracks and things Not like yet. that. On the <laughs> new record, we have sort of like an intro track oh, to true. one of the songs. Right. Okay. That that's, yeah. Has like different instrumentation, um, just because we want to sort of set the mood for the record. Yeah. I don't think, again, if the record didn't have that song, it'd still be an awesome record. So yeah. 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 It just sort sure. of felt like icing on the cake. Yeah, we're, um, we're just... Yeah, if we're playing a show, we're not going to bust out the mandolins and classical <laughs> guitars yeah. and stuff. Why not? But like... <laughs> No, that could, be, cool. that could be like. I want to see his banjo. No, 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 that that could be like the backing in intro music before we just rip into alterity or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, I honestly like. I feel a lot more passionate about the live show than the studio. I enjoy re 
I don't enjoy recording. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone enjoys recording. I enjoy having a product. It's always hard to get you. Like, <laughs> I do. I'd say, like, I know some folks that like, love the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. I like the energy of the yep. stage. But also, I love having, like, the songs to listen to. And, you right. know, like, especially when you're sort of an up-and-coming band, there's such a limited amount of people are going to see you live. Right. And the fact that we could sort of get these songs and take them out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, in the last band that was in, we had a, someone download a record in Russia, like, well, fuck knows it in Russia. <laughs> How did they know about our album? But Must have been all those it. shows you played over there. I guess. And, like, <laughs> they listened to the album. Like, that's sure. super cool. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. Definitely. Yeah. It's a means to an end for me. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's, like, it's really cool to get in the studio and actually have the ability to put down all of the ideas that we've had for the song. Like, right. We can't actually replicate with just the four of us on a stage. And sure. so, like, there is, like a final like finished product aspect to it that I find really fulfilling and enjoyable and that like I think it's really cool to think about because like when we write stuff when we write it we're generally the writing process is kind of like okay here's your part here's your part here's your part here's your part those are the four parts we're going to be playing at any given time and then like I don't know that we necessarily necessarily initially think of anything beyond that but then like as we keep playing it over and over again as we start thinking about going into the studio all of a sudden it's like oh but what if there was another part here or this this instrument here and like what if we had like a little bit of like the spacey keyboard thing here mm-hmm. that none of us can play keyboards so we wouldn't play live go ahead okay now i was gonna say like for a couple of our songs that we're working on like we've actually added parts that we now incorporate live oh yeah um so like that's another cool aspect of it is that like you know uh, a lot of our songs get start off with the live treatment, and then when we go into the studio, we and really think about how we want these songs, or how we want to represent these songs. Then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, maybe you'd be cool to add like this kind of arpeggiated guitar part on this section, and then you know, Brian or I will like try to come up with something, and we come, and then we come up with something cool, and it's like, okay, I'm going to do that live now. So and so that's been a cool like evolution of some of our songs. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think cool. because Kevin mm-hmm. does all our engineering and mixing, um, it's you know, a lot of folks say like maybe you should get someone outside the band, sort of have a fresh perspective on mm-hmm. the songs because we have been playing the songs for a long last time. Um, but the real benefit other than Kevin's like really talented at doing that stuff, is the fact that, you know, he knows the songs so well that he could come up with these ideas like, you know, in the studio there's just twelve string guitar, it would really fit here. Or we have this like crazy weird Leslie speaker, you know, this would fit really well mm-hmm. here. Sort of like translating all our weird ass ideas into how do we actually get it on tape? Actual right. practical applications mm-hmm. of yeah. crazy ideas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he understands it. You understand it more than someone outside. You know what I mean? The yeah. mindset's there. It's all connected. They're like, oh, yeah. well, I know exactly what would go there. Yeah. I don't even know why you put those in the fridge, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Should just bring them like all over, just pop I'm, all I'm the tops off. I'm gonna start bringing my own little ice bucket over here. <laughs> like that one. So I, I heard you mention uh, the final cuts of different songs. Uh, my question would be: Do you guys recycle any cuts, like anything that doesn't make the song? Do you guys like take certain riffs and try to reuse them and try to reintegrate them, or that way, you know, I don't know. I mean, from a from a creative standpoint, it's kind of like you don't want to throw away your art, you know. But mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. 
So I've I've known some bands that are like, no, if we cut it, it's done. Never comes up again. I'm like, no, okay, well, <laughs> that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, I think we've we've done that a couple of times, and we've talked mm-hmm. about doing it a little bit more than we have. I know we have like some old, like the very first songs that we wrote together as a band that like we have some demo recordings of, but like that we that, just took off our band's camp. Yeah, but. they have they have like <laughs> they have like these really cool parts that we've talked about. Like that that part could go really well somewhere else we mm-hmm. just haven't gotten around to doing it mm. but there are i'm trying to think of specifics like i know there have been parts that uh well i mean i don't want to like you know put you on the spot and like oh yeah that's totally recycled riff right there like this song is uh you know i, no. don't, I don't care no one else knows the music well enough <laughs> yeah. to know the difference <laughs> yeah, right. anyway yeah. so <laughs> no but it's like don't know. It, it goes back to this whole idea of like what's good for the song right, right. sometimes we'll come up with this amazing riff that on its own sounds incredible and you wish like, we try to sort of fit the square into the circle so many times. <laughs> like, after a while, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but we do sort of have this mental repository of riffs that we know we could sort of pull out if a new song we're working on sort of yeah. called for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, do you guys have, like, recordings of these things that you cut? And, like, do you can, like, go back through and kind of sample from your own sound? Or is it, like, all up top in your head that you remember this stuff with? I know, like, you and Brian have like stuff on your phone that you record on your phone sometime uh for me it's hard because like i can't really play guitar but like i can hear <laughs> yeah i right. remember them all <laughs> so right. i'm like i have to like you know try to verbalize guitar sounds yeah if there's a part in a song where i'm like oh man i remember this thing that could go there i have mm-hmm. to like look at brian and be like hey remember that one song that you and i were writing seven years ago that we never finished. Remember, yeah. this, remember that one chord progression Big from deep. that one song? Yeah. That could fit really well here. And that's that's the uh, the chord progression under Kevin's solo on uh, Left Hand Path. Okay. Is that, yeah. that came from that came from a song that Brian and I were writing literally seven years ago before anyone oh. else was in the band. It's never shown up in any other form. Yeah, I didn't even know that. No. Oh, yeah. The more you know. Uh, yeah, and I, I honestly, I'm that strange person that on the train I'll be humming something into my phone. <laughs> yeah, look at me like I've done that more than enough times. Crazy person. Um, I really hope this grandma next to me doesn't cough into my recording. <laughs> exactly. really screw up my yeah. rhythm. <laughs> and sometimes the recording's so bad I literally can't tell what I was trying <laughs> like, what to tell hell? myself. Um, but yeah, because sometimes inspiration comes in the weirdest times. True. Uh, seriously, <laughs> it's the worst. The worst mm-hmm. is when you like you you perfectly get comfortable in bed, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. like, you're about to fall asleep, and then like eyes wide open, <laughs> like why is this stuck in my head right now? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I have to, like I'll remember it in the morning, you know. You do one of those no, you once never or twice, and you're like, no. no! <laughs> I did that the other day. It was like two in the morning. Yeah. My partner and my dog are sleeping next to me in our bed, and I. Literally got up and went to my phone, grabbed my guitar, <laughs> grabbed an electric yeah. guitar so it wouldn't make a lot of sound, like a lot of noise, and just recorded it into my yeah. phone because mm-hmm. I was like, this sounds so good. I don't want to yeah. lose it. Right. I actually yeah. get that inspiration a lot when I'm driving on like a long, like two plus hour drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, not only can I not like actually record the idea, but I'm not going to be able to do that for like two hours. And yeah. then I'm just like, humming the entire the humming the riff the entire mm-hmm. time to just try to cement it in my head i wish just, there were a way to just like directly transfer right things from the brain right. like to her i've written nice. like so many masterpieces in the shower that i've forgotten <laughs> by the time i got so out true. Like, it's yeah. insane mm-hmm. that kind well, of sounds like a black mirror episode actually like i'd be cool fuck it yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. That, that would be one i'd be cool with but yeah i uh, I, I i probably can't even count how many songs i've lost over the years 
Uh, well, especially like in the car and like the driving thing, you got to dial back to like the cell phone voice recorder. Where yeah. You just record like some kind of nonsense, and then you can't interpret it later because yeah. like it doesn't make it. <laughs> it's like what well, was like, I doing? And now it's harder with a hands-free law. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, right. Like, you're just driving along. It's like, oh, hey God. Siri, record gotta, me now. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get the sound. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> da, da, what did da, I even say? You're listening to later. The sandwich is in the pantry. What does that even mean? But then you end up doing like tenacious D. That's a great lyric. You just you're writing a tribute to the greatest song in the world. Yeah. Never actually wrote right. right. The yeah. <coughs> the issue for me was that uh, anytime we, uh, when I was in the military, anytime we'd go on like trainings or something, you can't bring your phone. You can't bring anything. Mm. So like, you know, usually like riffs and and sounds and songs and choruses and all these things usually pop into my head when I'm like on my own, dead silent, out in the middle of nowhere, pulling guard somewhere. You know. It's like, oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> and like every night having to like practice, like, okay, like I won't forget this when I wake up. I won't forget this when I wake up. And like, you know, you get halfway through your day, you get to lunch, you're like, oh no, <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> I forgot it. <laughs> just repeat the melody to yourself like yeah. 15 mm-hmm. times before you go to sleep. And then right. Try again when you wake up. And then like you make the mistake, oh, I'll write it down. Writing words down does not help your melody, you idiot. <laughs> no. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I just, I just da, start da, writing da, da, guitar da, da, tablature da, da, da. out. Yeah. Just, like, sculpting it I in. thought I was yeah. helping. <laughs> look at this, like, I don't know the rhythm of this. Yeah. And it's hard because, for example, I'm a bass player, but I write a lot of our music that ends up in our music in guitar. So there's an extra level of, I got to have two instruments around. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Mm-hmm. You guys are a Boston-based band. What are, what are the what are some of the best live venues you've you played in the area? Uh, Great or, Scott. Yep. Uh, it's not in Boston, but Ralph's in Worcester is yeah. Ralph's is good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love Ralph's. O'Brien's in Austin. O'Brien's in Austin as well. Midway. Austin. Uh, Midway. Middle East. The Middle East. Middle East. Yeah. Middle East is dope. Uh, Hope it stays around. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think yeah, they're I know. To, they so might be a possibly rest in peace. Hopefully, it gets yeah, a, a cool better owner. Fucking not, man. I. That, there's like four venues in yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> it goes there's down. Like, that's like a death blow. There's an excellent udon spot right around the corner from them, and it's great. I don't know if you ever had a Japanese noodle bowl, but so good. super good. That's like one of my. And it sucks because like all the way down there is the only place you can get it in this <laughs> state. So it's like yeah. I have this really bad craving for a Japanese noodle bowl right an now. Hour and a half away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sometimes it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. True. Let's see where else. I mean, we played in a bunch of a bunch of different places. Thunder Road was good. Thunder Road Again, was good. Another I, one that's I think that's away. also dying. Ooh, it's there's Boston's so been a rough place. Yeah, there's so mm-hmm. many of these venues, mm-hmm. and you know, you see the yeah. cost of living going up. And truthfully, it sucks, but it's just one of those things. The signs of the times, you know. It's mm-hmm. like they can't compete with these these prices and the cost to, to keep it up anymore. You know. And we lost a radio station. So I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think we're I think we're going to be trying Another to like one. gear more towards like festival type things. I think that's what we're going to have to do to kind of, you know, keep keep the metal scene pumping. I mean, well, what what you guys is go back to house shows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like well, house what's shows. what's yeah. your perspective no, no. though? Like on the on the local metal scene right now. Like, there's a lot of people that have like well. Some people have complaints about it, but from what we've seen, what I've seen, I think it's alive and well here in Mass. I don't know what you guys have experienced, I, but I think so too. I, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's another it's sort of a thing. Like I think there's a lot of good bands. I think there's a lot of bands with like a lot of good stuff, and I just I it's a little hard to find them, and a little hard to find them like venues to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because like the bands are there, the music is there. 
I feel like the audience is there, but I don't know. Like, there's something <laughs> where they're just not all yeah connecting yeah. entirely. I don't know if that's just we need like a a, a metal holiday in the state or something. Like, on this four day weekend, we have a festival every single year for metal bands. Like, you know, like that's what Wacken does across the pond. Yeah, right. and they have their five day yeah. festival every right. year. We need Maryland like, uh, Death Fest. Not yeah. just, exactly. not just right state, yeah. federal level, man. Yeah, you gotta think big. Yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah. We need like a gathering of the jugglers, but, <laughs> <laughs> but without less the jugglers, yeah, but with exactly. less trash can throwing, hundred percent fewer jugglers, and like. <laughs> no, but I think honestly, sort of, uh, so, you know, I moving up here to Boston, coming from South Florida, the amount of shows that come through here, mm-hmm. like, blew my mind. Yeah, I think I was broke for the whole first year. <laughs> I lived here just because I went to every single show, right. and that's awesome, right? But in a way, I feel like there's sort of a big barrier between. The local right. scene and the touring bands. Right. I something I appreciated about Miami was that there were opportunities for local bands to be the openers in these yeah, shows. Sure. Venues really made like an intentional effort to have that mm-hmm. happen, and I don't really see that here. And I really wish that would happen because I mean, there's so many talented bands out that's here. True. Right. Um, that's true. That could really benefit from opening mm-hmm. for a bigger band. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah, true. And, like for years, it's like it was almost comical. Like anytime we'd play a show, like someone would be like. Man, that's that's like great. Why aren't you guys like opening yeah. for Mastodon when oh. they come through? And it's like, because like we literally can't. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just impossible. It's mm-hmm. You've got to know someone who knows someone exactly. who knows yeah. someone. It exactly. definitely it does feel like there are a number of barriers to entry mm-hmm. in the, I, in the scene here. And I think one thing we always have to remember is anybody that says the metal scene is dying here. Like, the metal scene is only alive as long as we keep it alive, right? Exactly. All of us could like be Freddy complaining. Kruger. Yeah. Could be complaining about how awful it is. But if we're not showing up to local shows and going up to other people's, like, concerts and, like, supporting mm-hmm. each other. Exactly. There's, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it will die. Because mm-hmm. we're all going to sit here waiting for the big thing to happen. Mm. Yeah, like, we're, we're the audience that isn't being connected to by the other mm-hmm. band that's talking about us, like, that way. It's true. You know, it's like, yeah. So... Making an effort to engage with other other bands and go to their shows and like be supportive. That's that's the game. Mm-hmm. Sticking on the um the uh, the the live um the live music aspect. Uh, this is a question that uh, we'll play a game in a little bit. That we, uh, we it's a little tradition that we have with our uh, <laughs> with our um with our interviews. This is usually one of the questions I ask, but since it is kind of about your music, I'll just go ahead and ask it now. If us uh, let's just say City of Dis is about to go on. A world tour what would be the dream tour for a city of this like you could be the opener you could be the headliner who would you go with hmm. and it could be any show we've gotten actually some pretty some pretty weird responses from some people about who they'd want to tour with and what kind of and show i believe live be. or dead right or yeah yeah anything no, no limits okay. live or dead okay comedy act uh metal band folk okay. pop so it doesn't have to make any sense none nope. at all hell yeah elton john okay <laughs> And we'll be opening for him because who the hell is gonna play after Elton John? <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll have you'll have an audience, that's for sure, <laughs> whether you want to or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> a great movie obscure reference, Funny People, like James Taylor performs. Yep. And Adam Sandler's like, uh, you go do five minutes. Nobody can follow James Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'd say if it were Elton John, we'd have him do like. 45 minutes and then take a break and then we play in the middle of it and then he'd come back so everyone <laughs> would have to stay. That's, mm-hmm. true. That's true. We have your attention. Great marketing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? What else you got? Uh, 
Is that a serious answer? No, I, I think. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Elton John. There was a lot of support behind it. Um, He's a legend. Yeah, I think there's a lot of. I don't know. I'm a big fan of sort of the DIY sort of. If you know, if I wasn't, I think if I was younger and sort of they didn't have the life responsibilities that come with being in your mm-hmm. 30s, I would love to sort of have one of those European tours where you're crashing in people's houses. Yeah. <laughs> And sort of playing all over the place. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's so many amazing bands that I really look up to that sort of came up that way. Yeah. And even though they're bigger, like, a band like Converge, that are, like, huge, still sort of retain that DIY thing. Where mm-hmm. They'll play a festival, but they'll also play a tiny-ass club. Yeah. Right? As long as they're able to, like, showcase their music. And I sure. think sort of retaining that humbleness, like, I think being around those dudes for yeah. a month would teach me so much mm-hmm. about just being a musician and being an artist. I think for me, I'd love, I'd love to be like an opening band for like Mastodon. Mm-hmm. Personally, just a huge fan of them. Um, you know, like American European tours, I'd be down. You know, yeah, okay. Like just doing like, you know, maybe just like a, a festival run with like, you know, like, or like the so European festival get, run. Yeah, just get like, yeah, just like you know, just play play Vakken, and I don't even care who's playing that would be awesome it's like <laughs> yeah true, there's true. gonna be a shitload of awesome bands mm-hmm. there anyway no. like that would yeah. that would be dope as fuck just to be part of it dope, yeah yeah mm-hmm. also some love for our for my south american folks like people down there are Angra. so freaking passionate about i know about music true because we don't get I, any that's shows true. that's what sucks Let's go play too. That's go what play I've rock and rio man like yeah. Uh, I like especially like in the Brazil area and all these places. Mm-hmm. You know, there's tons and tons and tons of metalheads, and they're like, you know, <laughs> no. when are they gonna come down here? Right. And it's like they they hardly ever go. It's like why? Like there's an enormous market down there. Like mm-hmm. plus it's gorgeous. Have you ever been to Brazil? Like dude, that is I don't know. It's perfect. It's like I'm I'm from Argentina and we have an incredible metal scene there. Mm-hmm. But the bands sort of never really make it out there. Yeah. You know, like Sepultura was basically. The one big band <laughs> South America had, right. and that was how many years ago. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe you guys should uh, lead the way on that, you know? Maybe you should yeah. uh, try to yeah. go on back or something and set it up, you know? Maybe you still have yeah. some yeah. connections out there, some family or something. <laughs> People that can put out the feelers, you know? Listen, you know I'm down. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. You better keep us updated on that. <laughs> <laughs> we might get some plane tickets. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. You guys personally, what's the concert experience that you actually prefer? Do you actually like the festival atmosphere, like the large crowd? Or do you like the small venue, like a Worcester Palladium, uh, House of Blues to a certain extent? I like the Palladium a lot. Mm-hmm. Lots of was it the Paradise? Paradise Place, too? That's yeah, Paradise. That's that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That might have been the one yeah. I was really I thinking think, of. I think that's, I know. <laughs> we were actually just talking about this on the way out here. Like, we, he was talking about how like, he doesn't really like you know like stadium tours mm-hmm. anymore. And I think yeah. there's, there's a degree to which I agree. I like... Sort of like that, uh, like that Personal medium level. to mid-size, like mm-hmm. venue size, or like anything like that, or below that. Just mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. I know there's, yeah, there is. I don't know. You want to explain your thoughts that you were having? Yeah, I mean, I, I just that sense of connection with the band mm-hmm. right. that it's you huge. have at a small club, like it just can't happen at a stadium. Right. Like right. I've been to amazing concerts at stadiums that have awesome like uh, stage production, mm-hmm. and it's super fun. Cool. I completely agree because I think that's the thing with a stadium show. It is a stage production. Mm-hmm. It's right. like more of yeah. a Broadway show. You're not having yeah. an intimate experience with like the artist. It's not like oh, like I've never seen Band X before. 
and like you're like in row 300 and section <laughs> yeah. 4 and they're 10, like this big like yeah. and they're like this big it's like you're looking at shiny lights and like a, a high level like sound quality <laughs> that yeah. ramstein yeah and I that's could. something that i think you know growing up obviously being really into metal but also liking the hardcore scene that whole thing where like a huge band like dri or municipal waste like mm -hmm. fans are getting on stage singing yep. into the mic you know stage diving from there that whole experience where like the band and the crowd are one and the same yep. like to me that's really inspirational and yeah while you know i don't want to get hit in the teeth by a mic oh okay that's terrifying Correct. to me yeah. like that whole idea that we're in this together and it's not like me just playing for you right. or to you i guess mm -hmm. um you'd settle for like brent hines doing a bunch of meth and waking up on your couch no, no. <laughs> See, he could do that elsewhere. <laughs> Away from me. But I'll lend my couch to someone who doesn't do math. No. I kind of, so kind of just like kind of get uh, a get to know the artist kind of question, kind of thing. What's the coolest concert you've ever been to in your life? Mm. Not counting your own boys. <laughs> How much of an asshole Sorry, do you have to be? Dude, this one, this one time. Are you sure they're not friend of me? <laughs> It was uh, it was us at uh, PA's lounge. <laughs> we uh, joke, but our boy, all right, we're good friends with the guys in front of me, and like we did an episode with them, and he's like, "We're the best band that's like in, in the world." <laughs> and, like, oh, okay. That's what their bass player. Like, like what kind of music do you listen to in front of me? On like, ironically, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was a stone face. It was it was pretty good. So he meant it. Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think all right. so. You're gonna have to. He's the nicest guy in the world, but I, I think yeah. I think he meant it. Yeah, we, we just like, like we said, we just played with him. They were good. I don't know if I'd say they're the best band in the world, but they're good. <laughs> well, I mean, one of the with them. the uh, guys at uh, Hotel Graffiti, a buddy of mine I went to college with, like he's a guitarist and production and everything. He doesn't listen to music, like he just he that just, still blows me away. It's weird, but he won't listen to it. He only listens to the stuff that he works on. It's weird. Yeah, that's very weird. It's strange, right? That you, sounds like something someone would say. Yeah, yeah right. Like, you don't. Really you would think it's like, how is that even possible? He's how just do you a, not listen to music. Just like walks through yeah. stores like used covers. Yeah. Like, ah, la, la. like I go through Walmart. There's music playing. Yeah. It's like it just, how do, it feels yeah. like a lot of music you don't want to you know, listen like to. Like we, we we raised this child and he didn't listen to any music and then we told him to make music. Mm -hmm. Let's see what he. But does, I think that's you know? that's like his thing. Like he wants to take it from nothing. How he? It's a weird way to. Whatever works, I guess. I They're feel like he's probably just embarrassed about the music he actually that's listens wild. to. <laughs> that's kind of cool. As a con like, I kind of want to hear it now, just because right. I want to yeah. be like, mm -hmm. what does the non-music listener... Oh, maybe you can like, play a show with him. Really yeah. He probably could. They, they are totally but then he won't listen to us. So. <laughs> yeah. He just covers his ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We hit the stage. La, 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 la. Yeah, that's the band that leaves right after this. I can't hear this. exactly at his set time. He'll leave exactly when his set is. That's one thing I can't stand. But we digress. Yeah. I do want to yeah. hear. I, I do want to hear the coolest shows you've ever been. To. I think for different reasons, there's a few, right? Like Guar, just because <laughs> Guar is just the funnest experience. Even if you're not super into the music. Oh, that's a great just show. Getting a bunch of liquid thrown at you. Shot and at you. People everywhere. It, it's it's true. super fun. I still have a ball cap that's blue from. Yeah, my, my hat's yeah. my Guar hat's oh, wow. still blue. Yeah, um, but I think the first time I saw Opeth, like 15, 20 years ago. It was the first, like, my favorite band that I got to see in a small club and really, like, blew my mind. Um, I'm going to digress again. What do you think of the new album? I'm not huge into the latest stuff. They become sort of like a, a tribute band to 70s prog, and for that I'll listen to 70s prog. Okay. I'll keep, <laughs> right your, mic, I'll keep your mic on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last time I saw Converge, too, they just, mm -hmm. like, 
cool. a band with that kind of uh, they're old dudes they're like 50 years old <laughs> and they're just putting so much energy into that stage mm-hmm. just bear right. in mind hmm. yeah I think there's there's a few too like I think the first time uh, first time I saw Blind Guardian was kind of like a religious <laughs> experience it was like it was super cool mm-hmm. like, I, I loved it I love Blind Guardian they were, they were sort of like like I said earlier like one of the bands that really got me into mm-hmm. metal in general and so that was, yeah, that was that was incredible. They're they're awesome live. Um, I've been to like fifteen Humphreys and McGee shows, so I could just pick one of them at <laughs> random and just be okay. like, man, this one night, like Jake Sininger was just fucking cooking, and like when that guy's on, he's the best guitar player in the really? world. And so like, man, that was something else. <laughs> um, and then I saw uh, the Decemberists when they were touring for uh, the Hazards of Love, which was a uh, was like a concept double album uh and it's a they, bold move they, <laughs> that is actually was it a double? maybe it was a single album i can't remember but they played the entire thing as their first set okay. and it was in june at what i i can't remember what the the bank that sponsors the pavilion in south and <laughs> seaport yeah. anymore is yeah. it blue hills it's a rotating bank cast yeah it, right it was the bank of america pavilion when i saw them there anyway and it was I, I think it's like rockland trust now. yeah that's that's it now yeah right yeah the, the rockland trust pavilion um, and it was like it was in June, and so it was supposed to be warm, but it was like 40 degrees and raining at this outdoor venue, and they were playing like these like dreary like you know British Isles like dark folk tale songs, and it was like <laughs> the atmosphere it set it, the mood. Yeah, the atmosphere it was just perfect, and it was like everyone was like kind of miserable and huddling together, mm-hmm. but there was this incredible show going on, and it, cool. it was really really cool. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's like a whole nother level of realism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. like a one shot <laughs> deal, too. Like, yeah, was, chances in. Oh, yeah. No, it, it was all folded. Highly immersive. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for me, the first time I saw Mastodon was like a crazy experience. It was at the House of Blues. Mm-hmm. This was, I think, after um, the Blood Mountain album was out. Like, I think it was that touring cycle. And it was Intronaut and Kylesa opening up for them, which that was my first. It's a really good show. Yeah, oh man, it was a, it was an incredible show. It was my introduction to Intronaut, and like after that, I was a huge fan. But um, so that that's probably like my favorite show that I've been to. Um, some other favorites I saw uh, between the Buried and Me like five years mm. ago um, during the Coma Ecliptic touring cycle. Um, I got really drunk that night, so that's probably why it's one of my favorites. That makes sense. Uh, we don't um, endorse that here. Nope. No. We don't drink alcohol <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was out in Providence. And, Ooh. and I, it was Brian and I that went, and this was after Brian came back from, he was in Africa uh, oh, yeah, for like. Oh, yeah, malaria? He, yellow he, fever. He, malaria, he was on <laughs> yellow fever. Um but he was on antibiotics and he hadn't been drinking, so he's so he was he had like a few drinks and he and like I, I, he's, he's not here for me to make fun of him in person, but um, but yeah he he got he got pretty turned that night, <laughs> um, so and then ended up like passing out and like fortunately I sobered up enough to like drive the hour right. long car ride home to Boston. But, like, he had just moved to somewhere in Fenway at that time, and I didn't know where he lived. So I was like, well, he's just hanging out at my place tonight. <laughs> he's going to come back <laughs> with me. So I dropped so. him off at Fenway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll figure it out from there. Never saw him after that. Yeah. <laughs> Le- left him outside church when that venue was still around. There you go. Um, 
Yeah, and then probably the first time I saw Dream Theater, which was, I don't know, six years ago. Um, you know, that, that would be my top three okay. live they shows. Just, they just came through recently, didn't they? Yeah, I was there. Just oh, put nice. a, <laughs> with the new drummer or whatever. Doesn't Berkeley just give you tickets? I wish them? they did. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> James Labrie sounds better than ever. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not there for James Labrie, so... Uh, I mean, I, I think the first time my, my wife and I... Beast, he, he is a beast. I think I'd prefer okay. Portnoy, personally. But, I agree. Um, we'll have to make, we're we're going to have to make a meme, bud. Whatever episode number this turns out to be. It's like every time you hear the word Berkeley, drink. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. My, so, my meme Berkeley, game is Berkeley, strong. Berkeley, you, Berkeley, guys. Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, stop. stop. Um, Please make him stop. <laughs> this but, is intense. He's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I think the first time that my wife and I went and saw Dream Theater together, I think at one point I, I looked at my wife and was like, John Petrucci could have my babies. It's It's totally fine. <laughs> And she was like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, he did get pretty, like, muscular. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the hair is pretty good, too. So. It's an interesting way to use your hall pass, but I'll go with it. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fine. If there's yeah. any way to okay. use it. I mean, Technology's well. not quite there yet, but we see where we, where you're coming <laughs> from. It's fine. Yeah. Sometimes it's about attainability. I'm sure you can track him down at NAM or something. They'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, I wanted to give an opportunity um, to kind of just – steer away from uh city of this so the the small world that this is like we actually know a couple of the uh groups that you've worked with with uh ronin recordings mm-hmm. uh boss nova yes i think is the one that like stuck out you did the boss mm-hmm. nova album i did who just kind of maybe tell us about ronin, ronin recordings and anybody else sure. cool that you've uh, been able to produce so we can uh well uh so yeah ronin recording is just the name like the the uh you got a Do Facebook we, page, so that's what I'm calling it. Yeah, that's 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 the goal. So it, <laughs> we know the Facebook page is working. <laughs> um, that's like the doing business as name, because uh, my last name is Ronan, so Ronan Recordings. Makes got, sense. You know, it, it's it's got the like alliterative. The, uh, yes, thank you. Um, Proud of you. <laughs> Onomatopoeia. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I yeah I do freelance recording and mixing. You know, I've been recording us. I recorded Boss Nova. I've got a couple other credits from like back when I was a student at Berkeley. Um, I do a lot of the recording either in my home, uh, my home space, or. <laughs> Oh, oh, you were drinking this Berkeley. <laughs> oh, he's uh, again. Oh, yeah. Berkeley, Berkeley, Berkeley. Um, or like. Gotta drive, dude. <laughs> well, there's a couch over there. You'll be all right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I have kind of like what I call this, or what other engineers call the spaceship model, where they have like a small home setup, and then if they need to do anything bigger, like drums or or like bigger vocals, they'll rent out a studio. Sure. Um, so like I interned at Q Division Studios in Somerville for a few years. So. Um, when I can, when budgets Shower. allow, I like to bring my clients That's there because, cool. uh, like, I don't know if you guys have been there, but it's it's got such a great vibe. It's got a lot of awesome gear, mm-hmm. um, and like we've tracked all our drums over there. We track vocals uh, for this particular 
album that we're doing right now, we actually tracked all the guitars and bass parts in, in my apartment, just recorded a raw DI. Yep. And then when we had all those finished, we rented out a day in Studio B at Q Division to mm -hmm. reamp everything. And it nice. literally took all day to get all of those tracks. It was like a 16-hour day just Shoot. running all yeah. the tracks mm -hmm. through the amps and stuff. Yeah, including setup and breakdown afterwards. And, you know, it, uh, I become like a mad scientist in that. It's like, okay... You know, we have all our equipment. Q Division has all their equipment. Let's figure out the best combinations of sounds between <laughs> amps, cabs, pedals, etc. And it becomes, yeah, that's hmm. become a mad scientist. So, so we were kind of we were kind of talking about this before. Like uh, we, we mentioned, like someone suggested that you had like an outside ear kind of like work on you guys' tracks, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, is it? How do I want to word this? I know what I want to ask. I'm just trying to. You <laughs> don't want to hurt any feelings. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's not about. <laughs> it's okay. I have no I'm feelings. Feelings, <laughs> feelings are stupid. So I mean. So when you when you work with somebody other than City of Dis, like, is it hard to kind of like take yourself away from one project and like kind of focus on like what they're coming up with? Or for, for me, it's not that hard. Like because anyone I work anyone I work with it's I try to have a conversation about you know what's your vision what's your goal mm -hmm. and how do you want to get there you know for instance with Boss Nova you know their vision was they wanted their record to sound like they do live the live sound yep. so, I remember you saying that so for for the recording we actually recorded the whole band live we did like a live band a, recording, a, yeah. a live band recording mm -hmm. and then we would overdub more guitars and vocals sure. on top um, whereas for us, it's very much, you know, isolated. Yeah. Yep. Start with the drums and then layer everything on top. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, in, and like, even with working with Boss Nova, there was, there, there was still some space for conversations of like, well, maybe we should put some rhythm guitars underneath this guitar solo and at least like try it out. Yep. And then, you know, when we get down to the mixing, it's like, okay, maybe let's remove those. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't really find it that hard because uh, it's kind of like it's it's kind of like seeing what I can add to a project while making making sure it's still theirs mm -hmm. and it's and you can't tell that it's been me working behind the scenes. So, what's a better client to work with? The one that like is like knows exactly what they want and like nitpicks, or like just the person that's like just make it sound cool. I think someone who knows exactly what they want is a lot better to work. You have a path, have a path to follow. Yeah, just random. Yeah, if someone's like, I want my drums to sound like this particular band on this album, it's it's great because then I could just go listen to you that a, and yeah. hear how it sounds. Be like, okay, uh, when we record it, I'll use these microphones. I'll you know when for like the overheads, I won't worry about capturing the whole kit as much and maybe yeah. focus more on the cymbals. You know, I, I like that a lot better than someone that's like i want it to sound good it's like how do you define good yeah, you want to help them realize their vision not create their vision for them exactly and i think yeah. what, what really helps is that i know we shit on you a lot uh, <laughs> it's okay i shit right back so You're like a band punching back sometimes but you said no, no like, feelings so it's fine yeah exactly <laughs> like, take it. i think legitimately that's, that's why i yell so many bass player jokes at you yeah, one so I mean, it's, it's fine not. um i think legitimately you're, he's just a nice guy and he could tell you like that performance wasn't good enough in a way <laughs> oh, yeah. that's not going to make you feel like, wow, I'm a piece of shit. I am an asshole. I need to quit right now. Like, right. I think that's such a, you have, I've worked with other people in studios that just make you feel so small and that doesn't get the best performance. Yeah. No, it, no just, it doesn't. It ruins your, yeah. Um, so yeah, record yeah. with him. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I think one constant between us and Boss Nova, at least, just to continue using these two bands, is that, like, I like I can get very particular, especially with vocals, because, like, I unfortunately have perfect pitch. So, Weird like... flex. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least it's not Berkeley. Okay, great. <laughs> um, I'm unfortunately blessed with this... Uh, this terrible burden of knowing exactly. I'm too perfect. <laughs> no, well, no, no. I, I consider it more of a curse because there have been plenty of times where I go to a live show and there's, uh, you know, two bass play or two guitar players and a bass player, and one of them is out of tune. Right. And it doesn't matter which one it is that immediately takes me out of the performance. Now crazy. I'm just like, that's all I hear, and I can't enjoy this. Um, so like, especially with vocals, like if the pitch is off and the performance doesn't make up for it, then I'm kind of like, eh, we need to do that again. Mm -hmm. And like, and try to try to give as, as good a tip or direction to, yeah, I, th I think the point though, that like you're always constructive when we're talking about that stuff. It's never yeah. like, yeah, that wasn't good. It's always like, all right, you know, one more. Yeah. Like, I think, Let's I think we've probably, yeah. we've probably said the words one more to each other, like a million times in the past two years. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a million more times yeah. of that. So I think specifically in our first EP, which a lot of y'all are going to hear some of these songs, like Brian and I, who did most of the vocals were sick as shit. Like we were literally, That's there was right. a bucket where we were just spitting loogies out while Ooh. we were recording. Ooh. And like we were just awful so a lot of stuff had to be redone and redone and redone and it never felt like you know it's very easy to feel attacked when you're in that vocal booth mm -hmm. and yeah. you're not feeling confident what you're doing but that really helps yeah i mean it was the same same with the the drum night yeah. like yeah i was i was sick like the night we recorded drums on the ep and like i say the night because we recorded from like 11 30 at night to like eight in the morning Ooh. yeah um yeah, we've all been there, and like we had a bunch of Pro Tools crashes and a bunch of stuff, but yeah. like still like good. I, like I forgot about those Pro Tools crashes. Oh, no. I'm getting oh, PTSD no. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh right. god, we lost we lost the intro to uh, Oathbreaker, which I think I sent you, and like people will probably hear at some point. We lost the intro to that song like four or five times. Oh, that, was, oh. that was at like uh, five in the morning. That's the worst. It was like right in the middle of the thing, and we just kept kept losing it. But like you know. Like I, 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 we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. I don't know that I've ever actually seen you angry, which is very. It, it's <laughs> yeah, it's very rare. Like very want to make it happen, but I, I, but for, like, I forget I if it was Juan or Brian who compared me to like the Golden Retriever character on BoJack Horseman. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Juan. He uh, says you're Mr. Peanut, peanut Butter. butter. Mr. Yeah. Peanut Butter. <laughs> so. All right. But yeah, it's, but I think that's like a great asset to have in like a producer yeah. or an engineer is mm -hmm. like no matter how many times Pro Tools crashes, like you're not oh, getting pissed man. off and like letting it fluster well, you. You're just trying to figure out what the problem is. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, well, I, I, I'll get annoyed, but I don't try to like let that that annoyance come out because like if you sense that, then that you know you get more you self conscious and it, your perform your performance suffers. Anyway, consider that an ongoing endorsement of Kevin Ronan. Uh, music engineer your, your checks so, are in the mail by the way but. <laughs> so uh just for the listening audience by the way if you check out our episode notes like uh, all of this all of these guys will be linked like every everywhere you can find them their web page facebook instagram twitter including ronin recordings yeah it'll, because, it'll be thank there. you guys please, you're too kind like please go like them so yeah. do uh, it yeah. do it yeah, nobody else likes us, so please like us. Kind of, kind of obscure question here, but you mentioned Somerville. So, are you guys mm -hmm. big fans of the Boston Burger Company, or? Oh, I am. Yes, I am. My wife yes. and I are. 
Okay. Yeah. I didn't know Actually, if anybody else knew about that, that hole in the wall spot, but mm-hmm. man, I've only ever been there once and I will go there as many times as I possibly can because <laughs> yeah. it's that good. Is that the one I, with the crazy milkshakes and all that? Yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah, yeah okay. they were featured on yeah. uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives or whatever. Yeah. Well, if you so, know of yes. Guy Fieri, he says it's good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I actually, the first time I went there, I, I came home on leave. It was one of the first times I got back from leave and uh, my uncles were like, well, where do you guys want to go eat? I was like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, well, pick anywhere. And I was like, anywhere? I was like, well, here, there's a pretty good burger place in Somerville. They're like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) They made like a day trip out of it, you know, but that stuff is awesome. They actually have a place uh, in Back Bay. And, you know, at the risk of everybody drinking again, my day job is actually at Berkeley. So so I used to work like a couple night shifts there. (laughs) And it would be so tempting to just go order a burger from there. Right. Because it's like just call it and call it Easy. in and then uh, for over. for those listening that don't know what the Boston Burger Company is I think one of their staples in their menu is called the 420 burger yes and it's uh mac and cheese mozzarella sticks crispy bacon onion rings and like barbecue sauce on a ginormous burger patty mm-hmm. with homemade chips like it, you just man I don't know what it is, but it, it screams 420. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think no the grass Summer, in this at all. I think the Somerville location also used to do a thing on Mondays where, mm-hmm. like, at 4:20 p.m., the 4:20 burger would be four dollars and twenty cents. Yeah, because take three. because that's right down the street from from. I wonder how much. I wonder how so, much smoke would be bellowing out of that restaurant. Yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah, so I knew plenty of people that would work there and just be like, "Hey, that's what I'm doing for dinner." I mean, what the fuck? We're legalized here, right? They should mm-hmm. try and get like licensed as a dispensary. And, you know, yeah, right. I'm sure, they could <laughs> give, give it out yeah. with the burger. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. There's a business aspect. So you right. should you should bring that to them. Okay, there's a new mm-hmm. location you could open right next to this dispensary. <laughs> well, that's like the the Girl Scout who sold the cookies outside yeah. the dispensary. Yeah. I'm like, that's genius. smart. Yeah. That's the genius oh, idea. Oh, man. <laughs> they don't miss a trick. Like, you're not hungry now, but you're going <laughs> to <be>. Just wait. <laughs> nice. Are they sponsoring us? Like, we just gave them, like, a help. <laughs> Hashtag no free. They, they should be. not. But if you've never had one of their burgers, you'd understand the... The little Stop commercial the commercial! Break. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 Sorry, like I said, it was only one time. This is the Moving on. The ad. Uh, there was a question I forgot to ask earlier. This is kind of like random at this point, but uh, which one of the three vocalists did the opening of Oathbreaker? <laughs> it was me, and there's actually a really funny story behind I, that. I love this. We had finished tracking the whole album. We were sort of doing. We had finished recording at, at a, you know, at the actual studio. We were doing a few over, guitar overdubs our our rehearsal space, and out of nowhere, I decided to just try this, fucking around, just having this idea. <laughs> I've always been sort of a power metal like voice thing as as a joke growing up, and we recorded it, and that's the take. Like I did it <laughs> one, once. One take. One take. Sort wow. Of that way. I thought he had perfect pitch. Okay. <laughs> Put that right up to the mic. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Perfect. I, I, this is like that movie Bohemian Rhapsody where they have yeah. that guy. Yeah, like higher, higher, higher. Can you go higher? <laughs> higher. Higher. <laughs> Do it again. And it's funny because we did it as a goof, and then Kevin mixed it into the song. We're like, that sounds kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now you just got to get on stage and. <laughs> 
No, I, I've tried to do that. I to talk him into it a few times. Yeah. It doesn't go for you it. You got to listen to a lot of hair metal before you get up in the. You know, say, I don't I'm, remember that happening. Mentality. The performance that I did get to see, I don't remember the firstborn like, entry. Like. No, see, that dude has like an amazing voice. Yeah. I know. Yeah. This was just. It's like, unleash the archers. Summon yeah. your inner yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. All the stars came together for that. That's all you need is the one. Yeah, right. I think That's that video is actually cemented on our Instagram page. Oh, too. yeah. Perfect. It is. For sure. That's That's, awesome. the, That's part of the I value of the studio recording, you know? Listening to a Grim Reaper song called See You in Hell. If you ever want to, like, learn how to do this in your car, <laughs> listen to that song over and over. Practice or, you know? frequently in your car. <laughs> Painkiller, pain right. dude. You boys got any, uh, any more serious questions before we, we start our traditional goof-off? No. Thank you. No, Wait, we're this? good. We can we can jump off that cliff anytime now. All right, cause we, we gotta get we gotta get homeboy back to Dorchester by eleven thirty. So, uh, so it's funny. At the risk of causing another drink, like I am, I'm, I'm studying through a, like Berkeley's. Oh, program now. And like a bunch of my professors are like in L.A. and shit. So I have a live class at eleven thirty on Wednesday nights. Oh wow! So, yeah, wow, that's what I'm trying to go back to. Yeah. Oh Jesus, we gotta, you gotta like go back to Berkeley school. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Going to talk to me about logarithms and well, thank you Ohm's for taking time out of like your that. schedule to come hang with us. <laughs> oh, of course, that makes it more right. valuable. Here, I was talking about burgers. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm in Berkeley. Don't get me wrong, hey, you had I like love, an eight minute commercial, commercial. Yeah. you had like an eight minute commercial in the middle of our <laughs> It's a good question, man. I heard are you getting bill. paid, or are we not getting paid, dude? I'm are? a foodie, <laughs> man. Anytime I hear where people are from and there's a restaurant there that I like, I'm like, hey, have you ever been here? If not, check it out. That's the audition for the ad. You bring you yeah. cut that you bring that's that, our in you bring that cliff to boston burger company and you're like mm? i should just send him a bill uh-huh. well if it's you like hey i talked about your i talked about your place for like five minutes on my podcast you owe us 487 dollars <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and, and a 420 we'll, invoices in the mail <laughs> we'll do that um I'm, I'm a cook i cooked for many years of my life as a job uh we'll come to your house play a set cook you a meal Ooh. you tell <laughs> us the price oh yeah Ooh. This is like a this is like a wine dine and rock out. Yeah, you might offer. have to have a uh, a metal festival where it's also a cook off. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, dude. if you dig our music, you'll also love our burgers over there at stage number. <laughs> yeah, it's like a battle of the bands, but they also have to be able to make eggs Benedict. With the homemade hollandaise sauce. Battle awesome. of the brunch. I and love, none of that blender shit. Yeah, like no. A combination like battle of the bands right? and barbecue. Like, that would be fucking I'm tight. surprised nobody does that. We I think we just started a new just right. a new well, festival, I don't know how to cook, guys. so I can't help you guys. Yeah, Let's he- go. The Heavy Metal Over Six Pack promotion team will be on its... Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we digress yet again. All right, six random questions for, for the artists are coming up in just a minute. But before we do that, if you actually look this band up on Spotify, this is actually their number one song in popularity right now. This song is I Remain. Enjoy.
So we have a tradition here at the uh, Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack podcast where we like to. Uh, it's a it's a segment called Six Questions that may not necessarily be about your music. It's a uh, it's a get to know the artist piece. I like to say they're very hard hitting questions. They're very mm-hmm. serious shit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. and stuff will go down. Oof. Not me. All right. Not so <laughs> not yet. So Keep we have a couple more. We have two. <laughs> <laughs> That usually helps. Uh-huh. Um, this is why we do this later in the show. But there's two food-related questions that we've asked Ooh. in the past. So, like, we're, we're gonna, why don't we just knock out the food-related questions? The first food-related question I do have, well, there's more than two, but there's two that on top of my head. Um, boys, is a hot dog a sandwich? Hmm. Uh huh. I say oh. no. Oh, yeah, I okay. say no as well. Ooh. See, I actually read an article about this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> someone did the research. <laughs> Good. This is great. So the author made some really compelling points about why a hot dog. Notice how he said the similar. author. Like these are not my ideas. These are not. This I'm is just, just what I've heard. We do not share the opinions of this author. No, just look. An open face sandwich. We just called it an open face sandwich. A sandwich can have many forms. Is a corn dog a sandwich? A bigger question. There's breading around it, and there's a hot dog. Well, I think we'd have to answer the hot dog question first, Juan. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm trying to cut out of it. <laughs> that's, that's for the this is him question. stalling, basically. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel, we we heard like two answers. It's, it's, We're waiting on see, the other one. See, that's a batter. I don't think that counts. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I feel like the corn dog is batter. It's batter. It's it's cow and it's wrapped in a corn muffin. I was going to say, exactly that, in that spirit, so. Twinkies are sandwiches. Like, come yeah. on now. <laughs> you have to draw a line somewhere, I feel like, the hot dog. <laughs> like a combo. Is that a sandwich? I mean. I think a hot dog is a sandwich. Final answer. Okay. So we get two no's and one yes. Okay. Interesting. Ooh. You win nothing. <laughs> should we all. see? Should we see if these these food questions could possibly divide the band tonight? Like we could be the. I think <laughs> we break up after this. <laughs> I think this the, is cl- be the most awkward ride home for. Them. I actually feel like the, <laughs> oh, I'm not taking them the, home after this. <laughs> <laughs> the closest we ever got to a breakup, I feel like, was Autumn's funeral. Yeah. But they oh, told yeah. but they told us that that was just like normal behavior for them. Right. But th- that's okay. Um, Shirts off for Tommy. <laughs> Sure, that, time that too. Um, <laughs> that was an interesting really. one. All right, stop thinking. No, it definitely was the thing. <laughs> um, all right, second food question. Does pineapple belong on pizza, boys? Oh, God, no. Thank you. No. Yes. <laughs> Again, I think it's... I feel like you looked over there and was like, you said, <laughs> well, no, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> no, it's... See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw Kevin well, okay, under the I'll bus. say, for me, no... For people in general, like, I don't fucking If the answer is like, no, is there any type of fruit that would belong on pizza? Again, for me, no, but I don't, like, if you want to eat something, go for it. I'm not going to stop you. Figs. Figs like, if, if you do, If you do, like, a fig, like goat cheese, balsamic, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got it covered. Yeah. Like a little bit of prosciutto, yeah. maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. The man's a professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cook for a living, so I can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you see, my wife uh, was born and raised in Italy, so like, if I said uh-huh. yes uh, to this yep. question, I would go home to like divorce papers. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're proud of you. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you and s- also just personally, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> personally, absolutely not. Yeah. So the Italians don't celebrate the Hawaiian pizza. No, they don't. Do they even uh, know what Hawaii is? <laughs> probably. I don't know. <laughs> probably. They, they probably do. You <laughs> know, I'm Italian, right? Yeah. See, why are you making this about you? Uh, I'm just saying, there's people in my family who put pineapple on their pizza. That's all I'm saying. 
But it's not easy. I mean, but they're not real people, so no. Right. (laughs) It's actually true. Sicilians aren't real Italians, so it doesn't count. Yeah, they're like Well, you said it, not me. So (laughs) we're the dirty. When the mafia comes. She's not Sicilian, that's okay. All right, so based on the nature of your music, I have to actually modify this question, but it's one of my favorite questions that I ask. Um, so you have to kind of put yourself in like a little fantasy land. So you like you come across an evil witch. Evil witch is gonna cast a spell on you. From here on, when you listen to music, you are not going to be able to hear one element of the song. Would you go without hearing the bass? Nope, bass isn't one. Hearing the drums or hearing the guitar? You would hear every other part of the song, Hmm. but you would not hear one element. What could you live the rest of your life without ever hearing again? Good answer. Yeah. yeah, I agree. <laughs> Look who's in front of us. How am I going to say vocals? They're going to be like, That's yeah, true. whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> if you were to say vocals, like include vocals on that, yeah, we like, could do without all three. Vocals. All three yeah, of them would have been like, yeah, my music, yeah. my no. music stands above vocals. I That's think, true. No, I think. I, I'm sorry to say this. I think the answer is bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I, I think so too. And I'm sorry, sorry, Juan. I'm going to agree because honestly, there's a lot of bass players, and I'm not shitting on them. They just play a root note. To the chords, you get a pedal, a an octave pedal, do an octave lower. It's gonna sound. Look so at Injustice for All. That has no bass in it. Right, so it's, it's so sad. It could have been so much. Yeah. Oh, the shade. All right, I can't hear bass anymore. Now everyone. All right. You Does your only, kick drum you, not work? Does you can only play. You can only play eight string guitars mm-hmm. from now on. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Can I hear the problem? You know, modern problems require modern solutions. That'd be weird. And the eight string guitar no. is just that. Now just play banjo, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of you. Just, you just be like Beethoven now and just play everything <laughs> whilst being deaf. Just guess. You know? So what kind of band are you guys? Oh, we're banjo metal. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably. Okay. I'm All pretty right. sure that's a thing. <laughs> I'm positive. It's I can guarantee you, someone <laughs> has done it. Somebody somewhere. Yeah. Has Simpsons done it. did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fair let's enough. get let's get sentimental. Best day ever. A room full of puppies, a room full of kittens, or a room full of snakes. Puppies. Puppies. Oh, puppies. Wow. <laughs> I've actually done that. There's a place in Waltham <laughs> called Dog Therapy where you can go. Uh, from Monday through Friday between noon and 4 p.m., which, yes, is a weird time that to is, do that. Most people work at those. That's fine. Exactly. That's why they do <laughs> exactly. it. That's why they do it. It's smart. It's for, for the children. Yeah. You got grown people going in there. Probably. I want to play with the dogs. <laughs> oh, well, hey, I'm one of those grown people. So. <laughs> so, you know, if they did it like at normal times, they get overrun by people. That's true. That's this. true. Yeah. yeah. Is it like dogs of all ages? Too many or just people and enough dogs. Uh, like, well, uh, it's, it seems to be dogs of all ages. I was going to so, say, what do they do with the puppies after? Yeah. <laughs> what do they do with the puppies after? Wow. So uh, like, Welcome to the barbecue. Yeah. Oh, no. They don't expire like that. No, so, like, this you, isn't China. You told, you told me about it, and, like, yeah. I, I looked Those it up, and it's, it's, like, it's apparently like it's supposed to be like a socialization thing for the dogs. Yeah. yeah. So, just like that, they get. That makes sense. They get yeah. better used to, like, just hanging out with people. That's not yeah. a bad idea. So it's, like it's not for us as much as it's for them. Right. Yeah. We just but this hang the, out with puppies. So but yeah. this, this it's a win win, to be honest. Exactly. And this still happens. Like, we can do this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like twelve and four, and where is it again? When's my? It's in Waltham. My week vacation. Uh, (laughs) It's in Waltham. Yeah, so I work in Waltham. Yeah, well, there you go. Lunch break. I'm calling. I'm calling out tomorrow. Uh, uh, Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Waltham lunch breaks, have you ever been to Carl's? (laughs) 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 Some pretty good sandwiches over there. That's all I'm saying. I swear to God, if you're not getting paid, I'm gonna, <laughs> if, if even you're not getting paid, I'm going to be pissed about these commercials. I used to work for uh, the company that owns Carl's in Waltham. Okay. 
They make pretty good Send sandwiches them a and burritos. Too. Check them out. <laughs> all right. All kinds of dogs, people. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like cats. I'm slightly allergic to them, so I don't know if I could be in a room full of cats for a long time. Um, but yeah, I'm a dog person. Shout out to my dog, Okra. Okra! If you're What's listening. Up? Ooh, ooh! As long as it doesn't get slimy, you're good. <laughs> Okra's Okra a great dog. That's my, uh, it is. That was the fourth fan. question, I think. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you could do the food question you ask Autumn fu- Autumn's funeral. Not the soup one. Oh, but they broke yeah. up. <laughs> is cereal soup? No, no, no stop that. What? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go in a di- I wanted to go in a different direction. Go for right. it. All right. Because I'm doing this off the cuff, but I had in my head like what I wanted to do. I'm sorry. All right. So this is the easy question. Um, whether it's a movie, show, film, or something visually pleasing, best movie, show, film, or visually pleasing in the world. That's mm. supposed to be easy. Yes. Jesus, that's an impossible. That's yeah. such a hard question. Oh my it's like God. your favorite wow. song. It's just like, uh. yeah. <laughs> oh man, like on repeat until the day you die. The only thing you can watch, like, gr- like that's, that's th- a better th- way movie or show. Like if you're if you're like surfing channels and you see it on, like you have to stop. Hmm. It's like kind of like a car accident. Like you can't even get the blurry channels. <laughs> that, now you're just turning the question <laughs> to the worst thing. Yeah, I was gonna say you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. See, I'm gonna say because it's not really the kind of movie I normally like. But if Point Break is playing, I'm watching. Wait, the original or the new one? Oh, hell no. The new, the old one. <laughs> yes. Okay. Canada's, I can get behind that. Patrick Swayze. Right, Bodie. I bet you would. The new one doesn't exist. Yeah. The, actual, yeah, re- the actual reboot of Point Break was the first Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It's just with cars instead is, of surfboards. Isn't it crazy how they went from, like, DVDs and DVD players to, like, you know, saving world and mankind in a manner yeah. of, like, three movies? I don't know how they're still making. I didn't these. get that far into the but. series. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> no, never, uh, no, never mind. <laughs> so it's not. If I think that's the question, not my favorite, but if I had to watch it every day, I actually, I actually, ex-president. I actually want to know what the greatest in the world is. I'm sorry, I kept twisting that like in the gnarly. The I want the greatest in the world. In the world. I mean, I still think that show or movie, show or movie. <sighs> hmm. It's the obvious answer, but The Wire. Okay. okay. Hmm. The wire is so good. I'd go with Breaking Bad personally. Ooh, wow, it's a good show. Yeah, it's, it's a great show. Is. Those are like so those are like one A and one B, but I think The Wire <laughs> is just like a tiny, tiny bit better. Have you watched all the spinoffs? Yeah, is it Better Call Saul? Yeah, I'm in the middle and of that the right movie now. they did or whatever. Right? Uh, yeah, El Camino. El Camino. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was good. Did you really know what's so great though? Like the the focus is like shifted to like the the series and like the. Uh, kind of a thing but their movie quality like they right. put yeah. they put out like instead of doing like one two hour movie now they're doing like 13 one hour movies right. yeah mm-hmm. and then they do it over and over and over again it's yeah. just like mind-blowing it's incredible well what i respected sure. about breaking bad was that the uh producers went to the writers and were like hey how would you guys give us like another season or two and they're like no yeah and they're like wait we yeah. only get five seasons Yes. I respect that so much. They're like, wait, sure, but yeah. don't you want to make done. money? You don't They're like, no. So many you know, things. They did so the spinoffs and stuff, but they stuck to the script. They, they could I have wrote it after I season love. four and would have been totally mm-hmm. awesome, too. So mm-hmm. Right? It's like I wrote this yeah. story. It doesn't go any further. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at other shows that did indulge in that, like Sons of Anarchy. You know, you get to season four, you're like, wow, this is going to be great. And they killed everyone off. It's almost over. Oh, it's three more seasons. Office, too. I love The Office, but 
after season five and six, like mm-hmm. yeah. that's when you gotta it's too pull much. the plug. Right. Things, too much. things have their time. Breaking Bad was like just an incredibly yeah, like, Star Citizen was awesome. precisely yeah. written mm-hmm. thing. Like. And it's just one of those things that sort of changed TV and right, right? like when The Sopranos came oh, yeah. out, sort of did the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like we had this understanding of what TV could be like, and it was never as serious. It was never as like the production value wasn't as good as movies, and then these shows come out, and you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, it was like Sopranos and uh, God. What was the? Uh, I, I'm blanking on the name now, but the uh, the prison show on the Prison Break. Prison Break. No, Oz? no, Oz. Yeah, Oz yeah. and the Sopranos mm-hmm. were like okay. that. Was sort of like a OGHBO. Yeah. Yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah, sort of like <laughs> OGHBO. But that was like sort of the inflection point where like mm-hmm. the TV H- revolution. HBO has had some started. pretty good shows, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Dexter. Oh, right. Yeah. Chernobyl was uh, Chernobyl, Chernobyl was outrageously yeah. Dexter was another awesome one that went too long. Series. Yeah, the last the like two seasons were like, off. what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, I can't even talk about this to my friends now. Yeah. Like, I can't acknowledge that I was a part of this crap. And <laughs> <laughs> right, also, so, as somebody who grew up in Miami, I wish they would have shot it. I made it look like Miami because it did it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I never even thought about that aspect. Yeah. Man, I want to pick a movie too, but it's just—it's so hard. Well, you can't go wrong with Point Break. Point Break's a great movie. Just saying. Bodie's Otfo. Great movie. That's with me, War Child. child. (laughs) Yes. I don't know if it's nerdy or childish. I've always been a Dark Knight guy. Yes. That's a a good movie, movie. dude. I was giddy like a schoolgirl. Not even like the greatest Batman movie. movie. Like great movie. Greatest movie. Heath Ledger, man. That was like that was like next level. I couldn't even believe that. There's no way anybody could fill those shoes. Oh. Yeah. No. Have you seen the the most recent Joker movie? Yeah, yeah. I have. It's yeah. pretty good, it you know. Good. But like every time, it's like nobody's gonna beat Heath ever. Yeah. Like yeah. the movie <laughs> is the close. movie is fine. It's basic. It's like an okay movie that's salvaged by Joaquin Phoenix yeah, being right. incredible. Like yeah. if there's any other actor doing that, that movie is like right. it could get it's, exhausting. It's yeah. middling at best. He's just mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> See, I'm a kid at heart, so Nightmare Before Christmas is one oh, of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah. I'm a horror fan, so that was like my start into it as a kid. So, yeah, I mean, dude. that would be mine. Henry Selleck's great. That's mm-hmm. a great movie. All right, so the last rando question we have, we're going to stick in the movie category. So now I want you to think of the movie Fight Club. Okay. Okay. You could have the option to fight anybody famous, live or dead. Who would it be? And why? That's a tough wrinkle. Pretty pretty quiet over there, Juan. Uh. <laughs> There's just so many. <laughs> I'm quiet because I can't honestly answer the question without getting political, so I'll pick someone it's okay. else. No, no, do it. <laughs> it's fine. fine. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. He told me not to. <laughs> I'd probably go with Hugh Grant's because I think he's the worst actor. Oh, ever. yes. He's, like, he's I'd love sh- to hit him in the mouth. He's a shithead, yeah. too. But he'll he's, just uh, apologize. What? what? No. Is he Hugh, Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant is like an unremitting huge asshole. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. He's so <laughs> British. He just sounds so nice. I know. Yeah. That's how they get you. He had like one mm-hmm. funny line, and I can't remember what the name of the movie was or whatever, but some guy said like, oh, this pudding tastes awful. And he's like, that's because it's mayonnaise. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one time you were funny. All the other times I want to hit you in the mouth. Yeah. What, a, what a charmer. <laughs> uh, one famous person alive. Yeah, I mean they don't necessarily have to be famous either. You know, like my stepdad Terry's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't make sense for the listening audience. Yeah, well, you never know. We it don't know who Terry is. It would help you get to know the the. Like somebody would be listening, dude. My stepdad Terry's awesome. <laughs> exactly. Like, he gives me uh, Mountain Dew. I can't listen to the show anymore. <laughs> hmm. 
I'll put earmuffs on if you want. If you want to knock out the president, go ahead. No, 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 do no. it. He's, he's, he's on the list, but he's down there. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody. It's always the off chance president. he has a golf club. You got to be. You got to be mindful of that. Mm. I would say because yeah, I think I have a lot of like political ones that I could say, but go Bobby Flay. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So full of himself. <laughs> Thank you. He has a show where he tries to beat you on the thing that you do for a living. Yeah. Like that. That premise is just mm-hmm. makes him a piece of shit. And and he has like the judges in his pocket. They always yeah. side with yeah. him. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, that dish looks like ten times better than mm-hmm. your crap souffle. Like, <laughs> what the heck? All right. All right. He's I'll, a bad man. Tell you what, <laughs> give me uh, either Peyton or Eli Manning. Yes. Okay. okay. Either one. But okay. He's, but he's got Peytonville. Isn't that important? So what? <laughs> All right, uh, now listen. <laughs> Sudden death. You you have to choose one. You got to tell us why. Uh, go to Eli because he's scrawny. It's it's. it's I'm going with Eli for a very I, different reason. Because I th- I think I think Peyton is a bigger douchebag, but I think Eli has the more punchable face. So I'm going Eli. Yeah, Eli kind of <laughs> <Punchable> looks <face. laughs> like like. What do you think Eli's name would be if it wasn't Eli? If you were to look at him, you'd probably name him like. Festus or something, uh, uh, or something Chad. country. Like you ever seen him? Like, uh, Tanner. <laughs> Tanner. Tanner. Oh wow. Danny Tanner Danny. Manning. Wow, that even sounds like a douchebag. I'm sure they have game. a brother named. <laughs> oh man, they might. That's a Who great. Knows? They do have a third. That's a great brother. answer. I can't <laughs> Does he play football too? He did. It's, it's always like you know that. It's oh like yeah, the, I thought third he was like brother a, who like he had no, like he was a like an Olympic athlete. Or no, no, the like third he was brother was like a, he was he the like most. A, he had like a career-ending injury, but everyone says like, oh, he was the most talented of. Yeah, the three, he was the like, most talented of the three brothers, the most athletic of the three. What's his Archie, fucking name? Right? Or Archie's, no, Archie's dad. the dad. Archie's the dad. Uh, oh man, this we is have we have like four computers in front of us. I'm not googling right now, dude. Like I can't. What That's unprofessional. Name? Nothing about football. So. Nope. He's a uh, he's been on like ESPN and stuff too, as like a, a commentator and things. But I could totally get behind that answer, specifically for 2007. Like not even so much 2011, but 2007 season, man. Oh, I'd, that was, that was I'd love to hit Eli in I the mouth. Enjoy that. If we're going, if we're going, it's, Coop, it's Cooper Manning. Cooper. That's it. That's it. Maybe I'd have to fight him. I think you just have to aim for Archie, bro. You might just want to go back in time. True. You know, fruit of the just poisonous punch him tree, right just in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go after Archie, like the it, who dat nation, man. Like you, like oh, what yeah. the hell do you ever do with your life? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's good. You just go right to the root of the problem. There you, there you go. go. Take out Archie. And then there's <laughs> no Eli. There's no, there's yeah. no Eli. Well, well, I could have solved this Manning problem years ago. You suck, and everybody knows it. I just have to go back and find like. The frailest Manning ancestor. And just oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. At battles. the same time, go to the Brady home and give them, you know, like a whole bunch of hormones and stuff. We like, probably got a little bit of time left because we got to get homeboy back to uh, Berkeley Brady, school. A bunch of HGH. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. yeah, he could look minorly athletic. He could run. That, that Love you, help. Tom. <laughs> Who you got? I'm afraid we didn't. I, I so. said my few grand. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, right. I so love um, that Bobby Flay answer. So I'm behind you on that. So Bobby that's our Flay. that's our that's our fun segment. Those are six questions. That wasn't so painful. So we didn't we didn't break yes, anybody up. Fun. Everybody's friends on the way out. Like, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, they they have to call us when they get home though to make sure they're still a band. <laughs> yeah. We gotta know. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> we'll leave a cell phone number in case one of you gets left somewhere on Route Two on the way back. <laughs> Got yeah. you. Thanks. Um. All right, guys, we got one more song that we're going to actually uh, share with you today before we wrap it up with uh, City of Discs, and uh, hopefully uh, you enjoyed the interview so far, and uh, make sure that you definitely check these guys out. 
Um, follow them on the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, go go uh, listen to their stuff on uh, Spotify and like all the uh, streaming services. This last song is Return After Long Wanderings. Enjoy.
So, unfortunately, I think we, we did a bad job. We didn't get to talk. We didn't talk too much about like your newest album. Oh yeah. So maybe like a quick summary. Like when 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 can we expect the uh, final product? And uh, it is currently being mixed by the man to my left. Mr. That's Kevin, because you all are listening to this, not looking. Oh, yes, at that's true. I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm willing to bet people will be listening more than watching. So probably there's uh, just some some old timer, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Kevin him. Ronan at Ronan Recordings is currently mixing the album. Not sure exactly when to expect it, but you know this year definitely 2020, 2020. Full, 2020. full length or another EP? Summer? It's a full, full length. length. Full length. Full oh, length. it is a full-length EP. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I told you guys, I'm personally shooting for the summer. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, we're going to shoot for the summer and see what happens. I think that's the most ideal. So we're in the pool, chilling, drinking <laughs> a beer. Mm-hmm. This will be your soundtrack. Nice. Yep. I, could, I could see that, bro. Your I backyard, could get down with that. The grill Dude, on. I'm all about, I'm, I was say, I'm all about the grilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the music mm-hmm. in the background of the grilling. Perfect mm-hmm. grilling music. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a marketing thing? Like, yeah, this is perfect to grill to. Yeah. Like, oh, Boston hey. Burger Company. Really <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, they get plugged again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carl Subs and Walton. <laughs> Next Boston Burger yeah. commercial is somebody like grilling in the backyard, and all of a sudden you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the record's called Alterity. Okay, and it has a bunch of really good songs. So Nine songs, ten technically. Well, yeah, ten, the, ten tracks. Uh, yeah, full length. Yeah. Filled with gloriously tasty guitar riffs, bass riffs, drum riffs, and then some vocals. Yeah. It's <laughs> vocals. On, honestly, we've we made a lot of, like, you know, we do the vocals, like, afterwards. But I do think we've made a conscious effort on this record and also, like, with the newer music writing as we've gotten more comfortable with it to not, like, we don't leave the vocals as an afterthought. Because, like, it is, they're, like you said, it's like another instrument. It's as important mm-hmm. a song as anything else, and maybe even more so in some parts. So we yep. actually... Yep, we have we did put a lot of work into making it sound good. Really mm-hmm. cool. Well, I'll be well congr- to it. congratulations for the upcoming release. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hopefully, you'll Thank share you. with us. Like, we'll we'll Absolutely. we'll definitely like seek yeah. it out in the and whatnot. Um, I always like to ask bands like um, for the listening audience because uh, I, I mean we have listeners like all over the place. We're kind of like that rando album. Like, there's probably somebody <laughs> in Russia. Like, it's like yeah. our top mm-hmm. ten. Kind of a thing. It's like, okay, buddy. Um, Thank you. But where's the best place for people to find you? Like, where where would you say would be like the like whether it be Facebook, Twitter, like whatever, or Bandcamp, Spotify, webpage? Uh, I think probably like the your most interactive spot. uh, Probably probably the Facebook page. Yeah, I think like every the way it is now, like everything kind of links to everything else. Right. Basically, anything we do will be cross posted onto our Facebook page. That's like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we all see it. We're all active on there. We'll respond to people if they try and talk to us. Awesome. Yep. Anyone who wants to book shows with us, you know, get in touch. Yep. Yeah. And we are on Spotify, so we have our yep. first EP of Flood Design is on Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's on iTunes, Spotify, all the streaming yep. nice. Amazon. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's, we're taking over the world. Yeah. Perfect. The, um, really slowly. When I saw these guys live, I mean, I, I made it a point to, like, I think I talked to every single one of these guys yeah. <laughs> like, when, when, I, when I saw them live. Like, who is this guy? But they probably have, like, eight of our business cards. <laughs> yep. Yep. Did that guy invite you to his basement, too? <laughs> I want you to come to my house. <laughs> I have this professional-looking business card. Um, 
the thing that I dug about it, like um, with all the, like the local acts that like we've seen, and I think I actually took, I forget which one of you I told. Like this is when the uh, the uh, the alcohol started kicking in, <laughs> in the bar tab, but I think I told somebody it was like this is like Swedish music in Massachusetts, yeah. but there's like there's definitely like a European vibe to it and it's something completely different than like what the rest of the scene is actually doing because like you know you kind of go to like some of these shows and there's a lot of cookie cutter out there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this is not it like these guys have like a talent that's like beyond that and it's it's i i i my first experience was live and then like after like actually hearing the recording stuff i mean great job boys like thank you you. i really enjoy it like it's 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 something else it's crazy good and Good luck with everything in the future, and thank thank you for uh, one Coming driving out. But like, Hell yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah. thanks yeah, for thank you for having, for having us. Out taking the time, you guys will uh, have heard uh, a few of the tracks like during the episode, and like said, the episode links. Like, please go reach out, like the page, and check these guys out. It's the only reason why we do this stuff. So improve yeah. our Google Analytics. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. And uh, shout out it. to Sweden. You know, <laughs> 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 I have my at the gates T-shirt on. Oh, there you go. Okay, so, all right. Well uh, I got, I got if we can uh, if we can get you guys back yeah. for some some live studio jam sessions, we'll uh, we'll definitely look into that. Also, oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. of course, dude, I would love to do that. As long as you can fit down here, <laughs> we'll, fit. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll fit here. How enough. many people did we have for the uh, was yeah. it the um, Sublime cover? Oh, sweet Jesus. I didn't have enough microphones for that. They were every nine of them. We were using guitar amp mics. It was bad. It was a lot of people, but anyway, check the, check these guys out. City of this, thank you, boys. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Give our best to um, Brian. 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 <laughs> I swear to we God, it was right there. I was I was I would have edited that. It's okay. There's a lot of you know, we, can, we yeah. can cut that. Just say, say oh, it. I can yeah. totally <laughs> nip nip and nip tuck nip tuck. This is a different show we're talking about now. <laughs> Where's it getting hard again? It's nine twenty p.m. We did talk about a lot of things. Though. I mean, there's a lot yep. of names mentioned, like Carl's and the Boston Burger yeah. Berkeley Company. Berkeley, Berkeley. All right, we got we got to get homeboy to class, so we're gonna right. let, we're gonna let these guys go. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. Pleasure. It was a pleasure. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.podomatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.